The following is a special sports presentation on Pure Rock 105.5 WXTQ-FM, Athens, a total media station. It's time for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. High School Football on the Radio is brought to you by Stop and Cop, Wendy's, Integrated Services, Donato's, Hocking College, Lockard Insurance of Wellston, Holzer Health Systems, Atomic Credit Union, Rio Grande, Meg Center, and State Farm Insurance Agent, Shauna Stump. Now, with all the action, here's Carl Blaylock and Jacob Mata. From Farmers Bank Stadium inside Rock Springs in Meigs County, this is the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Alongside Jacob Mata, I'm Carl Blaylock. And it is going to be a great one here tonight. Nelsonville, York, and Megs. And this is this is one game, Jacob, that uh, I think that Rusty Richards had circled on his schedule as the first true test of the TVC Ohio. Uh, we talked with him. We'll talk, hear from him in a minute. But, you know, River Valley, they're really young. This Megs team... It's been a mixed bag this year, but normally they're very, very good. Gave them a test last year, even though the score didn't show it. And so far this year, they put up some points when healthy. Yeah, I agree. Megs is definitely a team that if you if you let them hang around, if NY you know messes around here, I think of uh, I want to think back to Trimble, but Megs is obviously going to throw the ball a little more. If you if you let them hang around, they will hurt you, and that's exactly what Trimble did uh, against NY in Week One. NY. I, I believe NY was fully capable of beating Trimble and probably should have beat Trimble that night, but they let him hang around, let them play their style of football, and they came out on the losing end. And that's we could see that again here tonight if uh, they let Megs control the tempo of this one, Carl. I'm excited to see uh, what Rusty Richards has planned to uh, get up on this Megs team. For Megs, it's been a story of... Uh, it's really been a story of two different teams a team with Conley Burnham and Griffin Cleveland, their two star, their star quarterback running back duo, and a team without. This is a Megs team that suffered a lot of injuries throughout the season, and they've had to work through them. But when both Cleveland and Burnham has been on the field, they're averaging 40 points a game, getting 42 points in that wild loss to Colgrove, and having 40 points last week against River Valley. And that's going to be the key, really, is staying healthy we really haven't seen a healthy Meg's team outside of that one Colgrove game no you're you're absolutely correct and uh, again like you said as of right now on paper they are healthy everybody's up and it's a team that can really be dangerous like we said averaging 40 points a game uh, with both Cleland and Burnham in and again I, I can't reiterate it enough if, if they hang around they have every aspect of the game in their favor playing their style of football and it's it's one thing you know talking with uh rusty richards he really talked about how the megs is the one team one of the few teams on the calendar that has it outside and or they have them size and speed just about as much if not more yeah i agree uh, looking at uh both teams out on the field right now like I would guess that there they you know oddly oddly enough look about the same size uh, some pretty big guys on both sides obviously Gavin Richards stands out because he is absolutely massive but 
I, I just don't know, Carl. I, I agree with Max and Ethan's take. There There is a really good chance that Megs puts up a lot of points tonight. And if that happens, if you're NY, you, I don't think you want to get in a shootout with this team. Absolutely. We heard from both coaches. We'll hear from them now. Our conversation with the coaches are next right after this break here on the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. You carry an admirable sense of pride in your work. Your farm is your life, and it's been that way for generations. So protect what you've worked so hard to build with the generations of success of State Farm Insurance. I am State Farm Agent Shauna Stump. No one can tailor coverage to meet the needs of your farm like I can. Contact Shauna Stump State Farm Insurance right here in Athens at 740-593-6882. I can give you a quote or give you more information. Get to a better state. Get to State Farm. It's time for our conversation with the head coaches. We start first with Nelsonville York head coach, Rusty Richards. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent tonight. How are you? Pretty good. Awesome. So two weeks ago, you dipped your toe in a conference play against River Valley. Where do you see the Tri-Valley Conference Ohio going right now with this year's team's second conference game and most everyone else in the conference playing their third? You know, uh, like I said, around here we take them one game at a time. But you know, if you're just but peeking around again, it's going to be very competitive. Uh, you know, Athens Vinton County was a tight game last week. You know, right till the end, and then Vinton County pulled away. Megs has a lot returning, and um, anyhow, um, you know, Alexander's got the quarterback down there and sling it around. Uh, you know, said so. You know, everybody, I think you know maybe River Valley's a little young right now. Seems like they need, need time to get grow. You know, might be more of a next year thing for them. I think anybody can knock anybody off, you know, so we got to show up every week and uh, take them one at a time. And, you know, just like said, we got to get better in all aspects, special teams, defense, offense. And so we're, we're ready to rip at the end of the year and especially come playoff time. Last week, you played on a short week against a Division Three Columbus opponent, Bexley. Uh, what did you see from your team against a larger division team? Uh, you know, our kids battled all game. Uh, we you know, didn't we had a couple of different things happen. We had a ball hit off one of our receivers' face mask, go straight up in the air and bounce right into uh, their defender, streaking down the sidelines for a for an easy uh, pick six. But again, you know, it's just a game of inches. You know, nine out of ten times that ball hits the ground, but it's like it had eyes and went right to him. So, uh, you know, we faced some adversity. Uh, we were up uh, twenty six to seven. They punched one in on us, and uh, they got the onside kick. And um, they actually touched the ball before it was uh, went 10 yards. But, you know, the fish was missed one. Hey, they're humans. It happens. And, uh, but, you know, hey, we, our defense went out there and got a stop. Because otherwise, you know, it makes it real interesting if they punch that in. And, you know, with two and a half, three minutes to go in the game, you know. So, um, but again, it wasn't uh, always perfect. But, you uh, know, we, we kept battling and uh, got, out, got out of there with a win and, uh, you know, showed some character. The last time we talked, you mentioned about how you wanted improvement out of the special teams. Are you seeing that? Uh, you know, still, you know, what's a little bit with our, our kicking game, uh, we're a little inconsistent with our extra points. You know, it's something we do every day. Um, but we're close. We're get, we are getting better, you know, with that. And um, But as far as our kickoff coverage has been pretty solid. But I, I guess one thing is we've gave up two uh, onside kicks this year and then uh, – Except the one the other night, we had our hands team in, so it's not like we wasn't expecting it to come. Um, so again, that's just stuff that it's hard to do in practice because you know it's not the game's not on the line. So you know if you miss it in practice, like oh shucks, I'll get the next one. But you know in the game, hey, they get the ball to 
45 yard line and it's a big momentum boost. But, uh, again, we've had back to back weeks. Uh, Landon Emmon had a punt return for a touchdown the last two weeks. And actually he had one the week before against Liberty Union that we had a clip that was pretty a meaningless clip. It wasn't even close to the ball. So he should have three weeks in a row with a punt return. So our punt returns game's been good. Um, you know, Bexley after the first one, they tried to kick away from him. You know, a couple of those went short and went out of bounds. So, you know, these, this isn't college punters. It's punting every day. So when you, when you start punting away from people, you're probably going to shank one every now and again. So I do like that our punt returns, you know, we've, we've had two touchdowns back to back weeks. You're at the halfway point of the season, this being week six. How's the health of your team? Is obviously it's a grueling season, especially once you get into conference play. How is the health of all your players? You know, we we still got our two major injuries with uh, Grady Carlson and uh, Ben Perry that got hurt back in uh, preseason camp. And then other than that, you know, we got some kids uh, playing with some bumps and bruises. Uh, my son's playing with a cast. But, again, we're, we're getting through it. And um, just, you know, it's, it's football. So, um, unfortunately, sometimes you just got to have that next guy ready, you know, next man up mentality. And that's what we try to do here. We try to get everybody reps in practice, backup quarterbacks, reps, backup centers, uh, again, you don't ever want to have to do that, but, you know, sometimes they're not going to stop the game for us, you know, if somebody gets hurt. So uh, it's, it's tough, small school. All these kids, a lot of these kids play both ways. And, you know, sometimes one change might mean three changes. You know, might, this guy goes from guard to tackle and we've got to bring in a new, you know, it just, but again, we try to get everybody ready in practice the, the best we can. We've talked before about the Marauders being a big test in conference play. How do you feel that Megs match up against your Buckeyes? Well, you know, uh, a lot of times going into games, you know, we feel like a lot of times we got the, the speed advantage. Every year with Megs, it seems like they put out just as much speed as we do. So, um, yeah, they're actually bigger than us. Um, so, you know, we just got to try to be more physical. And uh, But, again, usually they match up with our athletes pretty well that we, we throw around out here. So uh, that's always the, the problem. And, you know, people do just like to look at scores. But, you know, it's not always about scores. It, it, a lot of times it's matchups. So, Again, it's always, as a coach, like, hey, I know they match up with us. We're not just going to come out and throw the ball every play and uh, get behind them. So, they're, you know, usually Coach Tennant does a good job down there, and uh, I'm sure they'll be ready to play. It's their homecoming. And, uh, you know, we need to get in there and get a win on the road and get back to Boston Field next week. What are your keys to victory tonight? You know, uh, it always starts with turnovers. You know, we need to force a couple. We've been doing pretty good at getting some interceptions. Hopefully we can force uh, – Cleveland into a couple mistakes and, uh, you know, on the other side, hold on to the ball, you know, like last week we had a pick six. Uh, so our defense only give up uh, one touchdown. So um, just play clean on that, you know, turnovers, win the turnover battle. And usually you do that, yeah, you'll be in the game. All right, coach. Thanks for your time and good luck tonight. Thank you. Have a good evening. When we come back, we'll talk with Meg's head coach, David Tennant. As we get ready for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Since 1963, Donato's was built on three fundamentals. Creating a superior product, hiring great people, and adhering to strong principles that promote goodwill in the community. Stop by East State Street and try out their appetizing pizzas, subs, salads, desserts, and beverages with party sizes available. Donato's only uses the freshest of ingredients with no artificial colors in their food. Eat fresh. Every piece is important. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. It's time to continue our conversation with the head coaches. Now with Meg's head coach, David Tennant. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. So this year, it's been a little bit of a tough start to the season, dealing with a little bit of injuries. 
but you got a victory last week against River Valley. Can you talk a little bit about the, how the start of the season has really impacted your team? Well, I'd say we, we took some lumps early. We played a really tough schedule to start with, and uh, we, we dealt with some injuries also. So the looking on the bright side of everything, our guys have been tested early. And like I said, the one thing I can say about our football team is we have not quit. We have completely battled through and through. But uh, it also has given some of our younger guys a chance to get some uh, playing time, get some action. And uh, that should, I mean, that will hopefully translate to a successful uh, second half of our football season. Who are some of those younger guys that stepped up through the injury troubles your team's had? I say, you know, at times we've lost our quarterback, a running back, or wide receivers, or linemen. So there's a whole lot of names that could be thrown in the mix right there. But uh, uh, off the top of like backups is going in, you know, you know, uh, we're healthy in most of those, or most of those spots right now. But like our backup quarterback, he got a full game under his belt week when uh, our quarterback went out like the fifth play of this game, week two against Fairfield Union. So uh, our backup quarterback, Gunner, uh, he's, you know, he got some playing time and he's actually going to get some playing time at receiver now that we've lost our, uh, one of our, well, our leading receiver and Dylan Howard. So we're going to have a few guys jumping in there between uh, uh, arms, you know, Gunner, Cleland and Hudson. So there's the three guys you're going to see getting, that has gotten some action the last couple of weeks, but uh, a wide receiver line, you know, a lot of guys have just had to step up. Your team has one of the best quarterback running back combinations, the TBC Ohio and Griffin Cleland and Conley Burnham. Obviously they both struggled with a little bit of injuries this year, but when they're both on the field, how successful do you think your offense can be? Well, when they've both been on the field, we've uh, averaged about 40 points a game and 400 yards offense. So, and then when they're off the field, we have been blanked. So, I mean, the stats speak for themselves. Obviously, you're going up against a very tough Nelsonville York team uh, that is one of the teams at the top of the TVC Ohio. How do you match up against this tough Buckeye squad? Well, they're a very physical, tough football team, extremely well coached, and uh, all year in and year out. But I say we've had some, we have some, we have some good sized guys who's put the work in, and uh, the battle in the trenches are. I say it's going to be a great game, and uh, I look forward to this one. What do you think some keys are to? Get victory for your team tonight. Well, Nelsonville, York, they are, man, they they love to run the ball, and they're good at it. So if we can, you know, control a little, you know, if we can handle the run or if we can slow down their run, that puts us in good position to, uh, you know, uh put us in position to compete in this game. All right, Coach, thanks for your time and good luck tonight. All right, thank you, sir.
When we come back, we'll have our keys to the game as we get ready for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Aachen College is now registering for fall semester. It's time to make moves with 50-plus programs to choose from, featuring majors in allied health and nursing, arts, business, and science, natural resources, public safety services, and workforce development. Visit hocking.edu for more information. This fall, it's time to move towards your career and education goals at Hocking College. Enroll now and email admissions at hocking.edu. Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105 is brought to you by Integrated Services, Healthy People, Strong Communities. Back on site at Farmers Bank Stadium for the Athens County Game of the Week. Nelsonville, York, and Megs and Mata, what are your keys to victory for this one? Well, for Megs, if, uh, if they want to come away with a win here, uh, exactly what Coach said, you got to try to stop the run game. Uh, Gavin Richards is one heck of a runner, and then putting him uh, alongside that one-two punch with Tommy Mitchell, uh, another shifty guy that also can run really hard. Uh, we, we take that away. We don't talk about that enough sometimes. Tommy Mitchell is a very hard runner. Uh, it's just hard to compare yourself you know, to someone when you have the giant Gavin Richards next to you. So... Uh, stop at the run game is definitely going to be number one. Number two, uh, control the game through the air. Makai Williams has pr uh, proved in past weeks that he, he could throw the ball, and he could throw the ball well. So getting, uh, first of all, stopping the ground, make, make NY throw the ball. That's where uh, Megs has a chance to really mix things up, uh, maybe get a potential interception, get a takeaway. Uh, so they're going to need to do that. And on, uh, on offense, Megs, Megs is going to have to attack early through the air. I think that will open up the run game for him. That's how I think Megs wins this game. Uh, if you're NY, you're trying to contain Griffin Cleland and uh, uh, the running back Burnham. He, he like we talked about, with, when they're both uh, in the lineup, 40 points a game. NY can't let that happen. They, if they give up 40 points here to Megs, I would be very shocked to see them uh, walk away with a win. That will, that will never do it. So contain Griffin through the air. Uh, quarters are going to have to play really well. But uh, the one, one thing I think uh, NY does have up, on uh, on Megs here is that you've got uh, senior corner Tommy Mitchell um, going to be guarding either a junior uh, wide receiver Jake Martin or I a sophomore Isaiah Arms. Young young receivers for Megs, and I understand that Alec Thompson is a sophomore, but he does not play like a sophomore. He he plays like a fifth year high school senior. Like I, I don't know what else to say. He's really really smart, really really good at the game. Uh, I think uh, the quarters are going to have to lock down and stop Griffin through the air before anything. But, yeah, I think uh, if, you're, if you're NY, that's how – or if you're Megs, that's how uh, you're going to win. If NY, that's how you're going to win. And, and we talked about that, uh, the wide receivers, and that's one of those uh, places where there is a little bit more injury for Megs as their star wide receiver, Dylan Howard, who had like the – I think it was the fifth best receiving uh, ever, uh, receiving uh, in school history – like the fifth best receiving game ever uh, against Colgrove. Comes out the next week, has a major knee injury, non-contact. He's done for the season. And, you know, that's that's a bit tough, and that's where that wide receiver core, they're still, they're still pretty good. Isaiah Arms, Jake Martin, and Landon DeWeese as well. But I, I think that if Megs decides to go through the air, I'd expect to see a lot – a lot of uh, passes to out of the backfield to Conley Burnham. 
or to tight, the tight end, Dustin Vance. I think, I think that'll be the two really good uh, people for Megs to get the ball to with a little bit of that inexperience in the wide receiver core. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Burnham, again, Burnham, in my opinion, is going to be the decision factor. Like, obviously, Griffin Cleland has to play well, not turn the ball over. And I think he can do that. But Burnham needs to have a really big game if they want to walk away with a win here. I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. I've never got to see him play. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to watch him play. And I'm excited to see how uh, NY tries to contain him. You can see a little bit of a secret weapon for the Marauders. Could be a backup quarterback. And maybe they'll throw him at wide receiver. Freshman Gunner Cleland. Yes, there's another city level. He's starting a quarterback. And that's uh, a little bit tough to, you know, adjust to the pace of the game and such. But... He was able to do so pretty easily by the end, and he might be somebody we might see line up, maybe a slot receiver at times as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. Obviously, rooted down here in Southeast Ohio, you've got some really good football families, and the Cleveland, the Clevelands are one of them, uh, with Coulter coming through uh, multiple years ago now. But you've got, uh, I think, I think it's goofy to see uh, Gunner Cleveland, and then on the other side of the ball, you've got Noah Logie down there, uh, sophomore for NY, obviously his older brother. Uh, Leighton Logie, great, great player last year for NY and in the last four years, I should say. But, yeah, I, I think that's really cool to see that. And absolutely. And obviously you mentioned Colter Cleveland. He's, he's still tearing it up at Davidson. Yep, so he is. Really, really good quarterback for the Wildcats over there. We're going to take our final break of a pregame. And when we come back, we'll look at the starting lineups and talk a little bit about the TVC Ohio as we get ready for the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Time out. Oh, right. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Game on. Fire to the end zone. Fire to the end the house. Six for the Cats. Ohio wins. through everybody. And he sprints. Six for the Cats. This Saturday, the Bucs. My daughter Brinley is here at St. Jude. Coming here was literally life or death and was so scary. But St. Jude is fighting for one goal, like this one mission, life. And that gave us hope. We haven't received a single bill from St. Jude, so I really can just focus on what's best for Brinley. Finding cures, 
saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105 is brought to you by Donato's. Every piece is important. It's time to meet the starting lineups for tonight's game. And let's start with the Megs Marauders. They will receive. And let's look at the Marauder offense. Starting left to right on the offensive line, Garrett Roberts, Quentin Smith, Tucker Davis, Jesse Young, and Bo Schuler. Those four seniors, by the way, and the only junior is Quentin Smith, who has really stepped up, uh, according to head coach David Tennant. Look at the wide receivers. We talked about a little bit of the youth there. You got sophomore Isaiah Arms, junior Jake Martin, uh, junior Landon DeWeese, and then at tight end, Dustin Vance. But the quarterback and running back battery is about as solid as you will find in southeastern Ohio. Griffin Cleveland, quarterback, and Conley Burnham at running back. What are they going to be going up against on the Nelsonville York defense? Well, it's a lot of the same from uh, a lot of NY defenses I've called so far. Uh, Jared Le- Jaron Layton will be uh, defensive end, Caleb Layton. And Jacob Jones will be the two big men in the middle. And then uh, Reeston Richards back in the lineup tonight. He'll be playing with a cast on his hand. Uh, He's at D-end. And then the uh, linebacker core will be made up of Gavin Richards, Bailey Phillips in the middle, and Austin Gaudier on the outside. That that is a phenomenal linebacker core. And then the two corners tonight, Alec Thompson and Tommy Mitchell. Free safety will be Makai Williams and your strong safety, Landon Inman. Let's look at the Nelsonville York offense now. Left to right on the offensive line, Brennan Tomlin, Cameron Simmers, Caleb Rexford, Jaden Woodrigard, and Will Odenthal is the right tackle. The wide receivers, you got Landon Inman and Logan Meek. Carson Lineker is the tight end. We might even see Alec Thompson. He's, he started a slot in there at the tight end. Almost would be almost a little bit of a slot receiver. Uh, fullback, Ryston Richards, like you said, he is back. Uh, Tommy Mitchell and Gavin Richards will split carries in the backfield, and the quarterback Makai Williams. What is he? What is those that Buckeye team going to go up against with the Marauders defense? Yeah. So on uh, on that defensive line, you're going to see Quentin Smith, uh, Jesse Young, and Brady Colburn. So only three down linemen uh, on that defense. And then uh, going up uh, linebackers, you're going Joe Metzger, Zach Gobel, and Jake Martin. Uh, both uh, two juniors and a senior back there still really uh, really high class defense here and then uh, Ian Metzger is going to be at corner along with Conley Burnham and then the two safeties tonight Jake White and Isaiah Arms and we might see a little bit of different shaking up I know uh, when we talked with coach David Tennant earlier today he was he was he wasn't completely certain on the defense as they they're beat up you know Megs has been beat up injuries has been a big story this year for the Marauders as the Buckeyes enter the field, but it's been a big story for the Marauders, and it's, uh, it's still, they're still trying to put the pieces together on the defensive side. It's a great time right now to remind you that the, as Megs enters the field, it's just about kickoff for the Athens County Game of the Week, and it's a great time to remind you that it's brought to you by Wendy's Fresh Never Frozen. Lockard Insurance of Wellston, helping you find the right coverage today with Ohio Mutual. By Holger Health System, taking local health care to the next level. Rio Grande Meg Center, call 740-992-1880 for enrollment questions today. By Stop and Cop, home of the coldest beverages in Athens. Integrated services, healthy people, strong communities. 
Donato's, every piece is important. Atomic Credit Union, bank online or at any of our convenient branches across southern Ohio. Hawking College, your home for higher education. And State Farm Insurance agent, Shauna Stump. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's an absolutely gorgeous night here. I, it, it's starting to feel like fall. I got the sweater out tonight. It is gorgeous. Uh, sun beating down on the field. New turf field here at Farmers Bank Stadium. Yeah, this is a gorgeous stadium. I just want to throw that in there right now. Really good backdrop. I'm calling it the backdrop because it's where we're sitting. But uh, looking at the away side here, nice uh, trees and hills in the backdrop. Sun beating down on them. It's, it's a beautiful night and great night for football. Absolutely. It's homecoming night as well down here in Pomeroy. Megs will receive the opening kickoff. Landon Inman is ready. And that's something that, you know, I talked about it with Rusty Richards, Nelsonville York coach, in our interview is one of the keys is special teams. And the last time we saw Nelsonville York two weeks ago against River Valley, they got the first two kickoffs Yep. Uh, after fumbles. We'll see if they can repeat that again today. Nelsonville York going to be going from right to left on your radio dial as Inman looks and is ready. And we're underway here at Farmers Bank Stadium. Yeah, it's going to be fielded about the 25-yard line, trying to find any space. And finding a bit of space up to the 40 are the Marauders. That's where that drive, their drive will start. On the return, Griffin Hudson. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really good return there. It wasn't a very far kick. Maybe it made it to the 25, 28-yard line somewhere, but brought it all the way out to the 40. Megs is getting a chance to start almost on uh, the Nelsonville York side of the field, so... See what they can make happen here. For Megs, it is maroon jerseys with white numbers. A little bit of a shoulder stripe, too, it looks like. No, that's just that player's shoulder pads. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the shoulder pads rolled up. Oh, Carl. As it's first and ten for Griffin Cleland, it's going to be a pass to the outside. Finding a little bit of space and picking up about seven there is Jake Martin. To pick up, excuse me, Dustin Vance. Find the sun here. That's the tight end there. And, yeah, uh, a little bit tight end screen. That's a big man. I just want to throw that out there. That was a very, very big man that caught that pass. And he, uh, at least off that first play, whoever uh, tried to tackle him ended up right on the ground on the Nelsonville side. Didn't catch the number. So uh, no one's getting called out today. But watch out because he can move. So it'll bring up second and two for the Marauders. Three wide receivers to the near side. One of the far side. This will be a handoff to Burnham, and Burnham's going to pick up about four. He's going to pick up a first down and move it across the 50-yard line up to the 48 of Nelsonville, York, and it'll be once again first down Marauders. And right now, if you're Nelsonville, York, you're not liking the way that this offense, two plays in, is moving the ball. No, not at all. They, they are running... Uh... At least through two plays, they've gotten exactly what they wanted. A good hole opened up there for Burnham. And if they could do this all night, little uh, six, seven-yard passes, a couple-yard runs, they'll be fine. Once again, spread out, and this is going to be another handoff to Burnham. Burnham trying to find some space on the far side. Does get the corner and moves up the sideline. It's going to be a pickup of about six up to the 42-yard line. And it'll be second and four. 
moving the ball well so far. And it was a great job by Burnham to get the corner. It looked like it was kind of sealed off, but he just was able to get to the corner, tiptoe on the sideline for a little bit, and pick up about an extra four or five yards. Yeah, he was really patient there on that run. He let uh, let the play develop, let his lineman open something up. It happened to be the outside. No one was containing, and six-yard game. Man in motion. It's going to be a little pop pass for Megs, trying to find any space. Burnham was one who lined up out there, and he's going to pick up maybe one. It, it, it does count as a pass. You forgot that week one. I did. I did forget that week one. I don't know if I forgot it week one or I just didn't see it when they did it. But, it, uh, yeah, I definitely didn't realize. So it will be third down and three. Did he pitch that to Burnham from the slot? Yes. Burnham lined up in the Interesting. slot there. They're going to use them all over the place. Van- Vance is in the backfield here. So Dustin Vance behind Cleveland sends a runner in motion. It's going to be handoff to Vance. Vance got some space. He's got the first down up to the Buckeye 35-yard line. First down. And I, I did not expect to see Dustin Vance out of the backfield tonight. Nope. Uh, if they want to line Burnham up in the slot, uh, just to be able to give him a different look and let him – I mean, he's an athlete. Let him go be an athlete. And I'm absolutely certain that that's kind of going to be a little bit of panic for the Buckeye sideline because – you have to double Conley Burnham if he's going to be lining up as a receiver. Oh, absolutely. They've got to have a linebacker out there and realistically at least a safety and help over top of him because a linebacker is not going to be able to keep up. Maybe Gavin Richards might be able to, but I don't know about Gaudier or uh, Bailey Phillips. Burnham's lined up in the slot this time. Is once again a handoff to Vance, and Vance is going to pick up about one. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Tucker Davis gets a pancake. I think that was on Austin Gaudier, and <laughs> Uh, Davis is probably about 6'2", uh, pretty large, and Gaudier is 5'7", so a little bit of a mismatch there. 6'2", and pretty large. I it, love it. It's uh pick up a one up to the 34-yard line, so that will bring up second and nine for the Marauders. Starting to stunt a little bit here. Now this is where it's going to be interesting because Nelsonville is going to have plays, most likely, where Megs loses some yards, doesn't gain a lot. This play call here and this execution is going to be interesting when they get stopped. Burnham's back in the backfield. He'll go out to pass. It's going to be a little bit of a screen pass out to him. Getting a block. Burnham tries to turn it upfield and does. Down the sideline inside the 20-yard line before taking out of bounds near the 15. A really good play design there from the Marauders. It was just a little easy, maybe a five-yard pass sideways, not even forward. And uh, that lets... Griffin Cleland get a little bit of confidence and again put the ball in the athlete's hands let him go make a play and that's exactly what Burnham did and they'll spot at the 16 yard line it'll be first and 10 for the Marauders pickup of about 18 yards there see where Burnham's lined up this time I don't see him out there he might just be in the backfield it's going to be a pitch to him Burnham crunched on the side Tried to be a bit of a sweep there, and Burnham could not get anything. I think he did get back to the line of scrimmage, though. It'll be second and ten. As the sun has dipped below the tree line here. Real quickly, honestly, it's only 7.06. I figured it'd stick around a little bit longer than that. I'm not upset that it didn't. Nope. <laughs> it's not beating through. The, there's no glare. It's not beating through the windows here. I'm a happy man. So it'll be second and ten. Already three and a half minutes gone here in the first quarter. 
8.25 and counting. Still no score. Megs on the first drive. Cleveland back to pass. Throws over the middle. It's caught. He hauled that in one-handed. Touchdown, Marauders. Dustin Vance on the reception. A 16-yard one. And with 8.19 to go, it's Megs on the board first. Again, Carl, when I tell you, that's a big man that is moving. I mean, he's got to be at least 6'1", 6'2", probably 225, maybe? I mean, he is just maybe not 25. He just looks very big from up here. But he's got to be at least 215. I'm going to say 225, somewhere between 215 and 225, lining him up at an H-back now, going for two. Megs is going to go for two. Cleland back to pass, and he's going to scramble for it, going for the corner. He gets it. The two-point conversion is good, and Megs leads 8-0 with 8.19 to go in the first quarter. Oh, they got a flag, though. It's always the flags that get us. So it'll be a holding, so take the points off the board. Take the two-point conversion off the board. Yes. Just to clarify, not, not the six, just the two. And they'll line up from the 13-yard line now. Always forget it's from the three-yard line in high school and college. I, I never understood why they moved it down to the two for the pros. But now it's going to be a passing situation, two by two for Megs as they try to complete the two-point conversion. Cleland scrambling. Now he's all the way back to the 30-yard line. Still scrambling, still scrambling. Ran into his own offensive lineman. The ball just thrown up in the air. And there's another flag. And it's incomplete. There is another flag. <laughs> Where's it at? Uh, it's back there at the, like, 19-yard line far side. And Cleland uh, on a knee. He's a little bit slow to go. He's up now. Yeah, I think he just took a, took a little rib shot there. Probably got the wind knocked out of him. And they're going to meet to talk about it. It's a face mask. Oh, offsetting penalty, so we're going to have to do it again. Carl, we can't go to a normal football <laughs> game. I mean, we didn't even make it four minutes into this one before we had something goofy happen. What are we doing? I, yeah, no, we haven't. I've not seen this one before, but we're getting to see it now. So for a third time, this in once again from the 13-yard line, it's going to be a try for a two-point conversion here after the makes touchdown. Let's see what play call they decide to go with this time. Three wide receivers to the far side. Cleveland back to pass. He's going to throw it to the one and going to be short at about the 40-yard line. I believe that was Isaiah Arms? That was Jake Martin. Oh, Jake Martin, excuse yep. me. Yes, nine. So two-point conversion, no good, but Meg's still on the board first. It's 6 nothing with 8.19 to go. It's going to be really in interesting uh, yeah. to see if that uh, attempted two-point that they got was then erased by a holding call to see if that comes back to haunt them here. We've seen it a lot. I feel like at every game we've been to, there's been a PAT blocked, a PAT missed, a two-point got, a two-point not got. And in the end, it's played some kind of factor. At least in a couple games. A couple games that I've seen. Maybe not ones we've been at, but at least seen around the 7 seven four zero area here in Southeast Ohio. It definitely has. and But I think it really just shows that you know, Megs, when they have Cleveland and Burnham on the field, they are a scary team. And they proved that against Colgrove mm -hmm. and a little bit to a lesser degree against River Valley. I mean, 
obviously against River Valley, you got to take that with a bit of a grain of salt. Of course, yeah. But the Colgrove game is really looking like that is the true potential of this Meg's offense, and that's what they're showing tonight. I agree, and again, it's you've got your two best athletes lining up next to each other. So, and a little bit of a squib kick, and Richards down the sideline. He's gonna then NY's gonna start on the Meg's side of the field. Gavin Richards returns it back to the uh, Meg's 46-yard line, and so that's where the Buckeyes will start. Gavin Richards screaming down the sideline on a kickoff has uh, got to be one of the top 10 scariest things you could see on a football field. It definitely is. 8.14 to go in the first quarter. Meg's lead 6-0 over Nelsonville, York. First drive touchdown. Let's see what the Buckeyes can do on their first drive. They're looking over to the sideline for the play call. Reeston is back there, lined up at fullback. Uh, so definitely in, maybe not seeing limited snaps tonight. Gavin Richards behind him. As it's going to be a handoff, Richards off tackle, and he's going to pick up about three yards up to the 43-yard line. And I know, I know that was one of the few times where uh, talking with Rusty Richards about his son Reeston, he wanted to play that week. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 he broke his wrist, and the doctor said he could play on it. And Reeston wanted to play on it. I, I, I can't say I blame the kid. I really cannot. When it is... Uh, they, let, they let him rest for a week, though. Rusty did against yeah, of course, uh, River Valley. But. I formation again. Another handoff. Trying to find some space. Richards, pinballs. He's got the first down. Still moving inside the 25 before finally being tripped up. A really good job. There was no room there. It no. was really well, really well kept and contained by Megs until it just wasn't. Nope. Gavin Richards is uh, one that's really tough to bring down, and I would, uh, I would say that uh, Ian Metzger, he, he saved a touchdown there with that shoestring tackle. About a 20-yard pickup there as well for Gavin Richards. So already two, two rushes, 23 yards. That sounds like Gavin Richards' numbers. They'll spot the ball at the 22-yard line. High formation again for the Buckeyes. It's another handoff, and that one's going to be wrapped up in in the backfield. Tommy Mitchell with the carry, and he got nothing. That's Dustin Vance in there again, and I'm going to go. I'm just going to, you know, make a way too crazy early take. Yet at the end of this game, we could be saying Dustin Vance was was the player of the game in this one. I, I really think that off, off so far. He's flying around out there at linebacker. He's obviously brought in two big catches here already for Megs. And he's been really multi-purpose. They even used him yeah. in the backfield. I'm interested to see uh, what happens in coverage with him. Play action pass. Williams back in trouble. Big rush. Still loose. Still loose. And oh, he's going to be got grabbed. Him by the towel. Oh, that's the jersey. Yeah, they maybe he had one of those like real stretchy undershirts. Uh, I am not sure. I couldn't tell if that was the jersey that stretched out. I thought it was his towel at first. Yeah, but some I was like, man, of... he's got that thing in there tight. <laughs> Good grip on the hands, and it's a sack. Loss of about six yards. Going to bring up third yeah. down and long. Third and 16 from the 28-yard line of the Marauders for the Buckeyes. First third down of the day. For Nelsonville, York. It got a hurry. Play clock down to six. They're not quite set yet. 
Play clock now down to three, two, and they will get the snap off. Williams back to pass, throws, overthrown and intercepted. Getting a block down the sideline to 30. He might be gone. I'd say he's it's Conley go. Burnham. Of course he's gone. A pick six. An 85-yard pick six. And Meggs is up two touchdowns early. What a play. First of all, it's just a bad decision by Makai Williams. It's He wasn't open in general, covered, and then he overthrows it and throws it to arguably makes his best athlete on the field that I, I don't know just not a not a good decision there one Makai needs to learn from uh for the rest of this game because you can't have that and again what did i say early if you let megs play their style of football they are going to run away with this game and right now at least about six seven minutes in that's what's happening yeah with 521 to go meg's going to go for two again three wide receivers to the near side one to the very far side, about at the numbers. It's on the middle hash. Burnham back to pass, and it's caught. By none other than Dustin Vance. Dustin Vance. Again, he's just too big. He's hard to guard out there. And just like that, after the 85-yard pick six, it's Megs 14, Nelsonville, York, nothing. And back, back to that pass by Makai Williams. He had, I believe it was Carson Linegar open. I believe that's who it yeah. was. Uh, screaming down the back? Oh, up, I, was, uh, I, was about, say, I was saying the slant. Because that's, ah, that's what it looked like he was I, going I for. I thought someone from the far side, I couldn't tell he who might. it was, was open. It was a backside post. You see that a lot on the uh, three receiver, one receiver sets. You've got three routes going over here. Backside is almost always a backside post. Looked like he had a step or two. It's just uh, he threw it to about the worst, the best coverage out there on the field, it the looked, most covered man. It looked like man. there was a crosser there, and somebody was open, but it was just a little bit overthrown. Oh, he had a – I don't actually know who he had now that I thought it was uh, – it was Logan Meek. He had Logan uh, Logan Meek out there uh, on the crosser. I, he might have had half a step, but – Someone, he, someone think, was right there. He was guarded there. He threw it high to kind mm -hmm. of try. He tried to throw a little bit high to, you know, kind of lead his receiver and get, put it to where only he could get him, get the ball, but he threw it a bit too high. Yeah, I was going to say, it. Uh, you give Conley Burnham any chance to make a play, he's going to do it, and he, he showed us there. So just like that, and Nelsonville, York, they're going to one side, and it's going to be fielded about the 32-yard line. Gavin Richards again, and this time a little bit better coverage by the Marauders. He's going to be wrapped up at the 43-yard line. That's where the Buckeyes will start this possession. Carl, here's something I want to point out real quick, just in case we see it later so I can say I said I saw it before it happened. Landon Inman there. Well, first of all, we've got a face mask, but that, that was on Megs, wasn't it? I, before I say, yeah, there was a face mask on Megs yeah. on the return, so that's going to move Nelsonville York up even it's a five-yard face mask, though. Interesting. Must have been hands to the face. Or... I forgot five-yard face masks mm, still exist yeah, in high school. Yeah, they do. But uh, on that kickoff there, Landon Inman went about 10 yards the other way, and he kind of threw, threw his hands up like, hey, pitch it backward to me, and I'm going to come down the other side of the field as the coverage team's moving that way. I mean, if, if Who they're... ran that off a, off a punt? An NFL team did that a long, uh, not a long time ago, but a little while ago. Something to keep in mind. This is going to be a keeper by 
Landon Inman lining up the Wildcat, and Inman got a bit of a look. There's a flag down for holding at the 38-yard line as Inman picks up to about the 30-yard line of Megs. But like I said, coming back, holding. Who was that out on the far side? Was that Alec Thompson, maybe? Looked that way. Yes. Again, a big play depleted by a penalty. Really, whoever's going to come out of this one is going to be the more disciplined team, but neither one of them playing like super disciplined teams when it comes to penalties. I mean, we've got Megs with three already and Y with two. So it's a spot foul still. So I think it's, since it's past the line of scrimmage, it's a spot foul. If it's like near the line, if it's at the line of scrimmage or behind, it's not a spot foul behind the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. But if it's a, ahead of the line of scrimmage, it's a spot foul. Very interesting so, one there. Yeah, it, it, from the 38, or 39, excuse me, it's going to go back to the 49, and so we have a first and seven. Williams back to pass, rolling out to his right, throws on the run. Oh, my Ooh, goodness. Incomplete. How did he almost come down with that ball? Is that Landon Inman out there again? Dude can jump. Yes. Goodness me. He's a good athlete, and he needed all of that to try to reel that one in. I mean, good, it was a pretty good throw by Williams, kind of throw, throw it to the only spot that your man could catch it, as that was a double coverage. I, I don't know how. If he would have brought that ball down, it would have been potential catch of the year category. He got up there over a guy. He also got My a little goodness. bit of pop there as well. Yeah, that was Ian Metzger out there, and he had him covered pretty well. He still almost brought it down. 4.34 to go. It's second and seven for the Buckeyes. I formation, and it's going to be a Makai Williams keeper. Fights some space, and he's in open field. Williams all the way. Touchdown, Buckeyes. No flags, and what a play with 4.22 to go in the first quarter. NY is on the board with a 49-yard touchdown run by Makai Williams on a broken play. That was supposed to be a handoff yep. to Gavin Richards, but a Meg's defender got in the backfield before there was any chance to do anything. Just a good pull by Makai, really good awareness there. And he was able to still follow the blockers, because outside of that, they had the blockers. The extra point is up. Looks good from here. And it is. Bang. It's 14-7 with 4.22 to go in the first quarter. What a wild first quarter. I hope you took the over in this one, Carl. <laughs> uh, it, it's been wild, and I'm worried about the, how, many, how many scores we're going to have. If I'm going to have a room. I hope you've got uh, enough paper here to be able to uh, write this one down. I'm, I'm looking over here. <laughs> but still, 14-7. And again, like I, I, can't, I cannot tell you how important that pole is and that's a play that we're going to have to think of later on because if will if if williams hands that ball off he's blown up in the backfield yeah richards is blown up in the backfield that's a loss of three that's a completely different momentum play compared to now and why they got a touchdown maybe they can get a little bit of momentum in this yeah potentially i'm uh, i'm i'm laughing a little bit here i just watched one of the ny uh, return men throw their gatorade bottle of water back on the field off the field from on the field and it uh uh sprayed the photographer down there whoever whoever you are whoever you are down there that is uh that's tough pretty uh funny to watch there but landon inman set to kick off here again hand goes up gonna take his about four steps to kick boom going right here caught returning 
And that was. And hello, are we back on? I guess we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, I believe we're on now. So we're back on. If you have not been able to hear us for about the last 20 minutes, you missed a lot. Uh, Meg's got a touchdown first drive, drove right down the field, and scored on a Dustin Vance touchdown is right now here. It's a handoff up the middle, only a pickup of about two for Megs. Griffin Cleland, the ball carrier. As Griffin Cleland on the was down. on the keeper that one. But Megs scored a touchdown, a 16-yard touchdown reception. Dustin Vance from Griffin Cleland. Two-point conversion was no good. Then NY drove the ball down to about the 25-yard line before Conley Burnham had himself a pick six. And the two-point conversion was good for that. 14-0, and Edwise just finished a 49-yard touchdown run from Micaiah Williams with 4.22 to go in the first quarter. It's 14-7. Oh, my goodness. And this one, I believe that was Dustin Vance on the carry. It was, and they could Dustin barely uh, tackle him. Barely bring him down. Only able to pick up two, though. So he bounced off about three tackles there. Someone, someone's trying to fix their shoe. That's Dustin six. Vance just trying to fix his shoe at this point. There he goes. We'll see here what Megs decides to go with next after about that, what, four-yard pickup, I'd say? Yeah, about four yards. Back to pass. Cleland still looking. Now a little bit of pressure. Rolls back again all the way back to the 20. Throws on the run to Dustin Vance. It's caught. That's one that's going to be out of bounds. Yeah, he was he caught that about five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that's something we've seen a lot from uh, Griffin Cleland. Is you're not Madden 04, Michael Vick. <laughs> you cannot run backwards and all around the field, and then finally do that. Just just stay in the pocket. If you need to run, run. Don't run backwards. <laughs> yeah, he lost about oh. Seven yards, seven yards there on that play. He's also their punter, Griffin Cleland, a man of many tricks. Really good punt at that. It's going to go out of bounds at about the 40-yard line-ish. Let's see where they spot it. Whoa. Oh, he's, he's coming back. Because the referee ran all the way back to the 33-yard line, and I'm like, what are you doing? And they're going to spot at the 42. Yeah, yeah, about the 42. I thought they were going to start moving again there. I couldn't tell. Uh, but we'll, uh, we will see now with a stop what NY can do, uh, trying to regain momentum in this game and what has been what feels like a extremely long first quarter. Yep, I formation, 235 to go in the first quarter. And why it's going to be a handoff to Richards. Richards off tackle, and he's going to be swallowed up after a pickup of about four. 
it'll be second and six upcoming. And that's the one thing I've noticed is NY is not running through the teeth of the defense. No. They're trying to get off tackle. It's very, very interesting. Only giving Gavin three yards there on that gain. Uh, but he, he was pulled down by the uh, sophomore safety, Jake White, there flying up to make a good play. Megs has really had their hats to the ball, and you can see why Rusty Richards was worried about this Marauder team, even with their 1-4 and four record. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. He has every right to be. They're, uh, I think they're a little bit better team than what their record shows, uh, and that's obviously when Griffin Cleland. We're going to get a delay of game here. Interesting. Yeah, I was waiting to see what this or, no, was. no, they did get a timeout. Got, time got a timeout. But, yeah, this team's a lot better than their record shows when Griffin Cleland and Conley Burnham are both, both held. So it'll be second and seven with 147 to go for NY, trailing 14 to seven. And really outside of that tremble game, NY has not trailed this entire year. Nope. I don't think they have trailed at all this entire year other than in the tremble game. That was, what, the entire second half? So they've trailed for two quarters of football, now not working even. on three? I think just I just think just the one quarter. The end, yeah, they might only, I can't remember when Trimble went up on them. Now it's been what feels like yesterday also kind of feels like actually five weeks ago. It's weird. I feel like we were just at Trimble, but it's week week five. At week six? Week six, I mean, five, five weeks ago. Yeah, week five six, weeks ago. Is. I mean, we're halfway through the season. And, I mean, we'll we'll talk about more of this on football Friday night, but... I think we could see three or four, possibly, I think three or four teams make the playoffs out of the TVC Ohio at least, and TVC Hawking can be have more. Yeah, and see, Carl, this is what I don't really understand. Nelson New York coming out of the timeout still comes out, gets the play. Why not? Why not draw it up in the huddle? There's but. still two seconds on the play clock when they finally hand it off, and Inman, oh, in, or excuse me, Richards is going to be swallowed up. Only a pickup of two. Was that White again? One of the corners. That wasn't Jake White there behind him pulling him. That would be, I'm trying to get a number on it because it, it's, got, it's got an eight in the front, and I think. Oh, oh no, that's it's, 62. It's, I keep thinking the sixes are oh, or 52. Zach Goble, Five, the linebacker. Like yeah. So it's going to be third. Yanking and, him backward. Third and five for the Buckeyes. Blanc ticks down to about 110 to go. And NY's taking their time. Mm-hmm. Play clock's down to five again. Two by two, man in motion. And Williams rolls out to his left, throws incomplete. Another overthrown ball. Intended for Landon Inman right around the 50-yard line. That still would have been short of the sticks. Yeah, 100%. But, man, it's a good thing uh, Makai got rid of it when he did because Dustin, Dustin was flying around the opposite side of the line. And if Makai would have held up, Probably another second, he was going to get blindsided, hit hard, blindsided. Somebody late to get out onto the field on punt. Not ready now. And Inman's punt is a good one. Really good Spiraling. punt. Spiraling. It's going to die down at about the 15 yard line. And they'll place it at the 14. Inman's punt is down at the 14 yard line. Yeah, you can't ask for start. Nope. Yeah. Good play here and again. What? I can't say it enough. What a beautiful night for high school football. Not a clock. Well, eh, a few tiny little.
puffy clouds. Yeah, up. some stratus clouds. Play far away. There. Football sky, though, out in the background. It is absolutely beautiful. Yep, you cannot ask for any better than that. Now the Meg's offense needs to come out, really make a statement if they want to regain the momentum in this game, and really if they want to keep this lead. Obviously, you'd love to keep a two-touchdown lead the entire time, but it's going to be really important against this NY team. Two by two, problems with the snap. And Cleveland will land back on it. That's going to be a loss of six, though. Back to the nine-yard line. It'll be second and 16. Second down. I'll spot it actually at the 10, but still. Negative yardage and a second and long upcoming for the Marauders. I don't know if Griffin just dropped that snap, if it was a little too low. It could have been a little bit of a issue on the transition to Burnham. This one's going to be a handoff to Burnham. Burnham finding some space. Burnham finding more space. He's got the first down up near the 30-yard line before finally being brought down by about three Buckeye defenders. Boy, that man can run. Pickup of about 17. Jeez, man. Like, he's... He, did you see the clip? Uh, I think they're going to give him 19. Are they really? Yep. Say, oh, that's what I was watching. Up to the 28-yard line, and that'll be the end of the first quarter. Megs leads 14-7. You're listening to the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. What does Holzer mean to me? It's home. It's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Back at Farmers Bank Stadium. It's first and 10 from the 28-yard line for the Marauders to start the second quarter. They lead 14-7, and it's going to be a bit of a screen pass. Over to the far side, trying to find any space and not finding much is Landon DeWeese. He's going to pick up maybe three up to the 31. They'll give it that. Gaudier with the stop. A few other score updates that we can find. Vinton County up 19-0 over Alexander. Wellston up 21 to nothing on River Valley. Oh, this is a wild one in Gloucester. Trimble 16, Southern 13. Oh, boy, here we go again, just uh, like last year. Galley Academy up, up on Fairland 7 to 6. Uh, and Athens up on Logan 6 to nothing. And Tucker County, West Virginia as well, up 8 nothing on Eastern. This one's going to be a handoff. Burnham, and not much there. Mm -mm. I think he got about maybe a yard. Yeah, a yard if that. So that'll bring up third and six. Third down. 
I think that was Jacob Jones that brought him down. Meg slowing to get down a little bit here. It's going to be a two-by-two. Two, two wide receiver. Nope. They're going to actually send Landon DeWeese over, and it's going to be trips to the near side. They've got Bailey Phillips over Dustin uh, Vance. Watch that matchup. And it's going to be a little bit of screen pass to Burnham. Burnham gets Oh, my popped. goodness. That's Gavin Richards. You're running into a wall. Pass complete to Burnham. Burnham crumpled. He's, he's oh up now. My. That was a hit. And it stops Burnham in his tracks, and it's going to bring up fourth and four for the Marauders. Picked up, what are they giving him, about two yards there? Two or three. Three yards? That whew. I don't know if that hit was worth three yards, Carl. Yeah. And Megs will punt it away. Two minutes gone in this second quarter. And this one, sidewinding punt, bounce at the 40, continue to bounce and roll out of bounds right at the 33-yard line. And that's where the Buckeyes will start this possession. I think the worst starting position for the Buckeyes so far today. I think you're right. Starting in, yeah, inside their own 40, and well, inside their own 35 at that logic, but we'll see what they can do. Looks like they're going to put them at the 35, and that... Uh, it's a pretty bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's two yards that uh, NY is going to gain on that. I oh. mean, it. it if yeah, I watched. can see that from the far side. <laughs> uh, uh, that that ball very clearly rolled out of bounds right at the. It, it, I mean, it rolled, rolled over the right marker. on the marker. Yeah, on the hash that's, mark. That's, on the that's a call and a half here. I'm sure, we won't hear anything about that. And it's going to be Williams pitches it. Finding a bit of space, there's going to be a flag. I think that's going to be a blindside block as uh, Richards up so to the 43-yard well. line. But, again, that might be brought back. I thought I might see holding here on, uh, who was that, number 75? Way uh, downfield. Or, no, it was 77. Yeah, that would have been Brendan Tomlin. Is what I think it was, but I don't know why he was so far downfield. Well, it was an option play. Now, the question is, is it holding or is it a blindside I block? I don't know. If it was a hold, it was a hold somehow at about the 40-yard line. 38, 40-yard line. They're talking it over. When they talk this long, it usually means they're going to pick it up, but we'll see. I, I don't think that's one that you should pick up. No, not at all. And I think they were debating whether it was a spot foul or not. Gotcha. They rule it to be a spot foul. So back 10 yards from the 41-yard line, it's going to be... It was a holding. First and 14. I'm almost certain that was on Brennan Tomlin. It just way downfield, someone was trying to get off a block, and they couldn't, and I think they found out it's because he was being held. Again, just really bad discipline there for NY to deplete, what, an 8-yard, 9-yard Gavin Richards run? Not yeah. what you want to see. And it, it, it has brought the option out as this one's going to be a handoff up the middle. Richards trying to find the edge, and he's brought down. And another flag. I think that might be a face mask. Dustin Vance. Get to where you can see it. Dustin Vance on the tackle. Let's see what it is. 
if the play holds, and there, I'm going to say the Richards got back to the line of scrimmage, and they're talking again about this. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss for words, honestly. I, I don't know if I've ever seen just back-to-back -back deliberations like this, especially if we're just going to talk about the rule book. Like, what, they waved off the flag. Okay. So what I, think, what I think that was is one of the officials thought they saw a face mask. Guy on the far side went, no, jersey, and they waved the flag off. So play still stands. It's going to be second and 14. Okay. Fair enough. Gavin Richards not picking much up off that. I mean, that was such a good... About, what, three yards they gave him-ish? No, nothing. Back to pass. Williams throws. He's far side. Man. man open. Oh, my goodness. It's caught and dragged out of bounds. I think that was Alec Thomas. It was Alec it Thomas. It was. What a catch. A great pickup. From the 31 of NY to, it looks like they're going to spot it at the 33 of Megs. That's a pickup of about 36 yards. Yeah, 36 yards. That would be right. Just uh, trying to do the quick math in my head. That is correct. High formation now for the Buckeyes. Maybe that's the big play they needed to find some momentum. And Richards is swallowed up again. He's going to spin and pick up about four on that. But two of those were very much under duress with about three uh, Megs linebackers and defensive linemen right on him. Zach Goble on the stop. Second down. Zach Goble is going to be the one that gets uh, the credit, at least from the PA announcer here. And it'll be second and six. And it's going to be tougher and wide to run against this front. And we, we, we thought this coming in. It's oh, yeah. going to be a handoff. Richard sheds a, sheds a tackle in the backfield. And a pickup of about two. Goebbels met him in the backfield. Don't know who got hit to him. But about two or three Megs players got to him there on the tackle. So that's going to bring up third down and three. From the Marauder, 26-yard line for the Buckeyes. 7.55 and counting. It's going to be a handoff to the fullback. I don't know if and he got there. No, Ryston Richards, I don't think, got anywhere close. And Peggs is fired up. Zach Goble is extremely fired up. I'd say he was probably the one on the stop there. Combination of him and uh, Brady Colburn down there, who is also a very big human being. It's a pickup of one. And it's going to bring up fourth and two for the Buckeyes. They're going to go for it here. Looks like four down territory to me. Currently 0 for 3 on third down, by the way. Keep that in mind. Gavin Richards in the backfield. I, what are you doing here, Carl? Uh, pitch. I, I would run a pitch here. And they're going to try to get it off tackle and finding some space. Gavin Richards, wide open spaces. Touchdown, Buckeyes. 25-yard touchdown run with 7.02 to go in the second quarter. When all else fails, give it to the workhorse, and work does he. Work does that horse. It was off tackle, and I think that really benefited from it. As NY finally starting to uh, get a little bit of work done against this Meg's defensive line and linebacking core. 
just won't. What a play, first of all, from the Nelsonville York offensive line. You could have fit a semi-truck through. The extra point is no good. Interesting. Here we go. Again, what what have I said? It's always a missing PAT or something like that. So Megs keeps the lead 14-13 with 7.02 to go in the second quarter. Very, very interesting here, Carl. See we will we, see. See if we can get a few more score updates squeezed I, in here. I just saw that Logan has gone up 7-6 to six over Athens. 14-3, Harvest Prep up on Wheelersburg. So, uh, Tri-Valley up 21-14 over Morgan. They're keeping it a game, though. And we were talking are. about that one on the car ride up. That we were. Uh... Landon Inman out here trying to get the ball balanced, and he does. Yep, Vinton County up 25-0 over Alexander now, and Tremble up 24-13 over Southern. Bet you that's a scrappy game right now. Those are two scrappy teams. And the kick is away. It's going to be fielded about the 22-yard line on the run, and trying to find any space and being brought down there is going to be number 13, Landon DeWeese. Pick up about, say about five yards on the return only uh, to the 27, and that's where Megs will start this possession, leading 14-13 over Nelsonville, York. Yeah, he was brought down by Austin Gaudier, and my, oh, my. He might not be very big listed on the stat sheet, but that man can hit. He certainly can. And so Megs now. And really here, I'd, I'd like to see Megs really slow it down, especially with the lead here. Maybe you could uh, make this drive take up most of, if not all of, the second second quarter going into halftime unless you get a big play here. Burnham's in the slot again. Dustin Vance in the backfield. A little bit of a high snap. It's a handoff to Vance. Vance is going to chug forward. And here comes the flag. flag as there's a, there's a player down for Megs. It was a pickup of about three. Let's see what the flag is. As it was, I think it's Garrett Roberts who was slow to get up. He's up now. Can we see a chap lock on the defense here? Potentially. Talk about it here. Again, once again, we've got a conversation going here. But this one, if, if they are talking about a defensive chop block, that is something you don't see a lot. No, it is not. I think it's something they just put in the rule book in the last few years. Yeah. Let's see you. Oh, well, the way he's explaining it, it looks like it might go on. Yep, right. chop block against the defense. Wow. We've seen it all, Carl. Uh, we, I think we've seen one of those earlier this year, I think too, we though. did. I think we did. I think, I think was, we saw multiple. I think it was in the Newark Catholic game. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Newark Catholic NY game, but pretty much what it is is you can't sit. So if somebody is up high, same as the offense, you can't burrow underneath the defender anymore. And is that a 10 so, or a 15-yard 15 15-yard penalty because wow. it's a personal foul. Wow, wow, up wow. to the 45-yard line now. Makes broke the huddle. They were still in the huddle back in the 25. Yep. So they got to jog about 25 yards up to the line of scrimmage. And they got to hurry a little bit. Get set. Vance again in the backfield. Oh, the ball gets away. And Griffin will, Griffin Cleland will get it at about... 
loss of 10, but Cleland does get back on it. Yeah, that looked like it hit the center's leg. It, 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 like it hit his own leg. Just kind of. You'll have that from time to time. I mean, I mean it sucks, but it's, it's something you'll prob- probably or should only see once or twice in a I, season. You should never see it, but, I mean, I We've do. already seen two fumbles on the snaps, though, I, I do get it. It does happen. Uh, well, yeah. And, you, and, you, and especially when it happens twice there, yeah. uh, it's almost like when your chip game over <laughs> on the green. Uh, I played center a little bit in high school. You can get the yips. Yes, you definitely can, and we'll see uh, what Megs does here. Yeah, moving pocket, throws on the run, and it's intercepted by the Buckeyes. Running back on the far side before being wrapped up at about the 38. Oh, my God, he got wrapped up by <laughs> none other than the man who threw the pick. Oh, my. Landon Inman with the interception. First turnover of the day for the Marauders, and NY is set up in Meg's territory at the 38-yard line. You could tell Griffin Cleland was not happy about that throw. About as soon as he let it go, because he took off toward Inman, he was the one to bring him down. I, I, I guess it's almost the same as in basketball. You, you shoot, and you, you shoot. You're the first person to know if you miss. <laughs> Cleland knew that he missed there and hurried yeah, up to get and try to that was get that a, one back. Uh, a lurker type interception there, almost like a like a little Brian Dawkins look there from Landon Inman. He was just kind of sitting, hunched down, Roman jumped the pass as soon as he threw it. And this is going to be a pass play. Inman throws on the run, and it's about a good 15-yard short. It was a pitch pass, and... Did he try to throw that like Teddy Bridgewater with a glove on? Yes. Landon. And on the run, too. you got to set your feet <laughs> on that. I think the play might have been there, but... I, <laughs> it just it, it probably, I mean, I'm assuming he's putting... He's got sticky gloves on. Uh, not, you know, super sticky, but... I'm assuming his gloves are a little sticky. There's no way that's easy to do. No. The ball just looked like it's stuck coming out of his hand. And you gotta, you got to set your feet with that. You can't throw on the run. I cannot believe I watched Landon Inman throwing an incomplete pass. Uh, this looks like it might be an option. Williams going to keep it. Williams got a lane. Down to the 20. Turns on the Jets. He's into the end zone. Another rushing touchdown for the Buckeyes. And this one, go all Makaya the Williams, a 38-yard touchdown rush. And NY takes the lead with 5.16 to go in the second quarter. Makai Williams doing it on the ground for Nelsonville, York. And, uh, yeah, that, that was an option, and I don't think – we call it an option, but I don't really think we can call it an option because there wasn't. No. The option was run straight because, again, no one there. Great job by the offensive line. Again, not great, not a great job by the NY defense, or uh, excuse me, the Megs defense, because no one really stayed home. Just gave him a lane straight to the end zone. It's two by two. Now trips as there's a man in motion. And we're going to get a flag. I think we're going to get a legal oh, offsides against Megs. Interesting. So put it yard and a half closer on the yard and a half line. And now... It's once again going to be NY trying to go for two after missing that extra point on the last touchdown. They lead 19-14 at the moment with 5.16 to go in the second quarter. And I think that changes what they were doing. They were four wide. I'd now so. they're in the I formation. Got to be going to Gavin, right? And it's a handoff off tackle to Richards, and I don't think he got uh, there. He, did, he not. did not. He got cut down instantly. I'm waiting for him to get uh, Who is that back there? Looks like uh, number 10. 
And that would have been Jake White. Yeah, Jake Again, White the sophomore. We called yeah. his name a few times. But I, I think one thing I'm really liking that I'm seeing here is Makai Williams uses legs. Yeah, no, I, I am as well. Again, <laughs> it was an option play, but as soon as he looked downfield, he had nothing but green grass 38 yards in front of him. It, there, there was no, you couldn't, he, he, could, he shouldn't pitch it if he even wanted to go give it to Gavin. Like that, that was as free of a touchdown as you're going to get. He didn't have to make one cut. He didn't have to do anything. He just take it outside and run. I, I'm really impressed because, I mean, that's not something we see very often. No, uh, I mean, out of, we don't see it out of many Southeast Ohio quarterbacks, period. The last good rusher, or at least, you know, dual threat. I'm not saying Makai isn't a good rusher. Obviously he is. But Levi Gullion was the last quarterback I can really remember that would happily tuck the ball and take off. So here's something interesting on Meg's kickoff. They have only four on the front line, and they're all on the right side of the field. There's nobody from about the, the ha near hash mark to the numbers. NY might use that to their advantage I later on. Going to. And that's going to oh be boy. kicked off. There's nobody there. You There's nobody there. You've got to grab it at the 15-yard line, and they do. Oh, Still running backwards. backwards. 10. Oh, goodness. my goodness. Who is that? That would be, isn't that Caleb Layton? I think that Wait was 73. Is that Caleb Layton on kickoff? He's, we've, we had what the same, on earth? Oh, we had the same thing happen in the Newark Catholic game. <laughs> Forgot. <laughs> it is not every day you see an offensive. He's a sophomore. I forget this a lot. Oh, my goodness. It's not every day you see a lineman running around out there on kickoff. And good Lord, he blew that play up. So from the 14-yard line, that's where Meigs will start this time. 5-10 to go in the second quarter. Got to find momentum. NY has scored 19 unanswered points since the Conley-Burnham pick six. Meigs has had a little bit of success as three wide receivers all wide again and chomp down. It's going to be a loss of four as Cleveland couldn't grab the hold of the ball. When he finally did, he was surrounded and pretty much just dropped to the ground. It's a loss of four, second and 14, and that's not the play you want to see. No. Trying to get a drive going. Not at all. It's. <laughs> and we're going to get a timeout, Megs. We'll take it with them. 1914 NY leads. You're listening to the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. I participate in U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Integrated Services has joined with partners through on Appalachian, Ohio to help build healthy homes and strong communities for nearly 20 years. Now we're teaming up with Live Healthy Appalachia to bring you this message about some easy ways to live healthy. Drinking more water is an easy way to improve your health. The next time you're thirsty, reach for a glass of water instead of a sugary drink. It's quick, easy, inexpensive, and good for you. Integrated Services and Live Healthy Appalachia. Bank Stadium here as 
It is second and 13 for the Marauders after the botch snap on the last play. A little bit of a tighter formation here. It's going to be a handoff to Burnham, and Burnham's going to pick up about nine yards. Eight or nine yards up to the 19-yard line. We'll say that eight. Jared Layden on the stop. It's going to bring up third and five for Megs, and I feel like this is one they have to get to kind of uh, turn back a little bit of the momentum that NY's had. Absolutely. On the day, they're one for three by my count on third down. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. Three wide receivers to the far side, one to the near side. Back to pass, throws, slant, got it. Dustin Vance is going to churn his feet, and he's got a first down. Vance was right about the sticks. I think it was like one of those little stick routes. Yep. And he got about four yards and then churned his feet for another five up to the 28-yard line. And it'll be first and ten for the Marauders. Now two for four on third down. Yeah, really good play there. Really good uh, yard after catch run Vance there. There's a wing on the far near side. And Burnham spun down. I think he got brought down with one hand. Yes. Caleb Layton again? I couldn't believe so. Yeah, 73. Yeah. So, it's a loss of three. It'll be second and 13. And, you know, that's one thing. The first drive, NY's defensive line struggled. Yeah. Meg's pretty much had their way on offense. And, Remember, NY's defense had a, a really long time on the sideline there. Probably a good 20 minutes of game time. Yeah. Because of that Conley Burnham pick six. And I, I think that that really gave them enough time to kind of figure out what they wanted to do. This one, throw over the middle, oh. and it is dropped. Incomplete intended for Isaiah <laughs> Arms, but hard to catch anything when Gavin Richards is hitting you <laughs> as soon as the ball gets there. Yeah, and it, it was a ball that should have been caught. That was a really good ball. Uh, there by Griffith Cleland. He he got it, tried to put went to pull it in, and just got blown up by Gavin Richards, the immovable object. So it'll be third and thirteen again, with two fifty-seven to go. Meg's taking a while to break the huddle. They do so now. Play clock down to seven. Uh, they're having problems lining up. Two seconds on the play clock. They do get lined up in time. No, they're going to get a timeout. Timeout, Megs. That's their second of the half. And so that's 2.57 to go. They're going to think it over. I'd imagine we'd see another pass play here uh, with third and 13. A few updates from Hayden Milliken uh, from Jackson. Uh, Wellston up 28 to 6 on River Valley. And Washington Courthouse and Jackson tied at 14. Really? Yes. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll have to wait for uh, Football Friday kickoff to hear about what went on up in Jackson, yeah, potentially. Football Friday night, we might, yeah. Or Football Friday night. 
Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. That, a lot of very interesting games going on right now. I'm really surprised Fairland's up on Galley Academy. Last I saw, that was a 21-7 lead. Uh, we'll update all the scores for you at the half, which is just 2 minutes 57 seconds away of game time. It's third and 13. Five wide set. Back to pass. Scrambling around a little bit. A little bit of a jump pass. It's tipped. Oh, what a it's catch. still brought in, but only a pickup of about two. And timeout. Buckeyes. Griffin Hudson. Caught that ball. Off a tip there. But it's still going to bring up a fourth down. That was a freshman out there as well. Yeah. He, he's, he's one of the guys that has really... Uh, He's one of the guys that has really um, stepped up. I can't uh, believe he hauled that ball in. Yeah, he's really stepped up in the absence of some of these other uh, injuries for Megs. And, but I'm interested to see what NY can do here. They've got a 19-14 to 14 lead. Mm -hmm. They can double up. This is their chance to pull away with 2.17 to go in the second quarter. I mean, this is 2.47, actually, excuse me. I can't, I can't. Right, yeah, that's a little that's a little extra thing out there. <laughs> it's a four, not a one. Uh, but, I mean, NY can really, they can really open this one up with uh, doing the old Bill Belichick and doubling up around halftime. Yeah, I would say so. And uh, we'll see uh, how far Griffin Cleland can punt the ball here. He's going to have to get it away. He doesn't take... Uh, He's not nearly as far back as most, most punters usually go. Only about 10 yards, or really only about 8 yards back. Yeah. Low snap, and Cleveland will punt it away. It's a low punt. It's going to bounce. No, it's staying on the sideline. I think it went out no. and then came back in, I believe. I think it went out at about the 40 and then bounced and came back in. Maybe not. Nope. No. Oh, um, they're doing the thing again oh, where they I run there and then they're running back. Yeah, about the 38. And they're going to spot at the 38. Still pretty solid punt. Yeah, you take that. Flip the field. So it'll be 237 to go. 62 yards for the Buckeyes. I would have to assume that they're at least going to try out another another option or maybe a design Makai Williams keep. I mean, it's worked, worked two times right, right now. He's on the... On the book with three rushes, one of them uh, being the sack of six yards. The other two, a 49-yard touchdown and a 38-yard touchdown. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Play action pass. Throwing That's a deep great ball. open. <sighs> Incomplete. Wow. Couldn't quite get Thompson in stride, but... That's the second time Thompson's been open down that sideline. Who is that that they're, they're going after out there? I believe that's... Uh, Ian Metzger, I think, on that side, 88. Yeah, sophomore. I don't think it was Conley Burnham. I think they're trying to stay on the other side away from Conley Burnham. They're trying to pick on the sophomore. Yeah. And nope, Thompson's I, got the speed to do that. I do not blame him. you gotta, you got to pick strategy. And he's pressing Thompson as well. Let's see him go to it again here. Roll out to the left. Williams throws on the run. Open. Oh, what a catch. In stride. Landon Inman running away. Touchdown, Buckeyes. Only one man to beat him. Only one man to beat once he caught it, and that was Isaiah Arms just outside 
62-yard touchdown there. With 2.19 to go in the second quarter, and NY starting to open it up now. Yep, what a play there from Landon Inman. What a great catch by Landon Inman. Let's say a really, really good ball by Makai Williams, putting it only where he could get it, but he had to work to get it. And I think they're going to, are they going to go for two here? I would assume so. And they will. I mean, Makai is, other than the uh, pick that he overthrew, he, he is throwing pretty well tonight, and that's exactly what he needed to do after throwing that pick, making that bad decision. Man in motion. Williams throws. Knocked away. Knocked away. Incomplete. And so, with 2.19 to go in the second quarter, it is Nelsonville, York, 25. <laughs> Megs 14. I don't know if they've got scorigami for NY games. Uh, we'd have to do a little bit of research with that. Oh, that's a lot but, of research. Uh, yeah, maybe a bit too much. Re uh, maybe I get bored over the summer. Yeah, but, feel uh, free. Uh, we, we, might, we might have a shot at yeah, uh, scorigami for command that. Command F, command F, and just search the number and hope. Uh, <laughs> You'd be there a while, probably. <laughs> just wait till yeah. you get a zero. Something like that. I don't know. I, I, I get bored enough in the summer. I, I want to go back to that catch i i didn't think landon Inman was going to catch that ball I'll, I'll say it right now i thought it was uh, going to end up being overthrown but that man can move too as soon as i say you know they're trying to stay away from conley burnham yep no he got burned because he was right there he was step for step with inman just one step behind him and i thought he was going to bring him down at uh, about the 25 yard line and he he dove and missed just could not grab on i'm still interested to see if ny is going to Take advantage if they onside kicked it to the near side here. That would be a play. Instead, they're going to kick it to the far side. No one's I there. Kick. Nobody's there. And I think it went out of bounds. No, did they get it? No, they did it get it, it in bounds? They did. Who is that holding the ball? They're mobbing him right now. I can't tell. I don't think I'll be able to figure it out because there's no shot he comes out of that pile he's in. A disaster for Megs, and just like that. And why might be able to do the triple? You've been saying it here in the last four minutes that I don't understand why you line them up like that. It's a like very it's, interesting. It makes no sense. Yeah. I get it. If if all Inman's doing in the tape that you watch is kicking it to the right side of the field, it, you have to understand that he's competent enough to kick it to the left. That was still. Like, I mean, that was still. Everything was over there. It was a perfect kick. It's, it's the issue of lining up and showing you have a directional return. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand at all. Because they could do that every time if they, if they really wanted to, if he can kick it like that. It was perfect. So from the Meg's 31-yard line, it'll be first and 10 for the Buckeyes. Back to pass. Williams throws over the middle. Wide open. Gavin Richards. Touchdown. Back-to-back -back plays with NY. Touchdowns. This one with 2.12 to go in the second quarter. It's a 31-yard touchdown reception to Gavin Richards. 32. 32? 32, according to the scoreboard. It was on the 32-yard line. We'll give it to him. And just like that, two big pass plays, and this goes from a five-point game to extra point pending, an 18-point game. Another really good ball there by uh, Makai Williams, but it's 
it's uh, pretty easy to hit him when he's that wide open over the middle of the field. Extra point is I up. don't think Oh, he and did good. sneak it in. Looked like it was outside. Looks like he pulled it left from over here. Uh, behind behind the pillar. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you, it's curved around the glass. That's why it looked like that. Yep, 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 yep. So the extra point is good, and it is now 32 to 14. NY leads Megs, and 32 unanswered points. I would uh, like to make it known that per uh, the producer of Gridiron Glory, Adam Sloster, has put in an old group chat of ours, Fairland has the best fans in Southeast Ohio. I've seen enough. Saw a kid crowd surf. Saw someone uh, with a cape uh, called the Duke of Proctorville. And then uh, someone flexed his chain at them and then got it snatched. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, hey, it, when, when Fairland's doing what they're doing at Galley Academy right now, I'm going to check the score on that. 21-14 uh, as of, that's per Gridiron Glory's Twitter. Uh, tweeted it. I got a minute ago. Or 21-7. I just can't read. I just can't read. 21-7 yeah, of the half. A few other scores. Uh, Logan up at? on Athens, 7-6 of the half. And Trimble pulling away from Southern, 32-13. They're not going to do it again. Nope. Megs is going to get this one uh, at the 37-yard line. So that'll be where Megs will start this possession with 2-11 to go. And you have to score on this possession. Oh, yeah. If they don't score here or, you know, the, the worst case is to turn the ball over here, but you, you cannot. You really don't want to give the ball back to NY. That's, if you can't score here, you've got to end the quarter with the ball. You've got to go into halftime without look, NY scoring again. I mean, you look at the last, you look at the last um, about five minutes of this game, NY has scored on every single one of their possessions. Yeah. It's, it's flipped the script. And this is going to be a pitch to Burnham in motion. There's nowhere to go. And he's going to be dropped. It's Jaron Layton. It'll be a loss of one, and it'll bring up second and 11. This has just turned to disaster here for Megs. And Isaiah Arms is coming off a little bit gingerly. Might be all right. Keep an eye on him. He's on in the sideline. I mean, it's wild how quickly a game can flip because in the first five minutes, it looked like it would be just all mags with a touchdown and then a pick six and then just complete flip. Good no panic out of Nelsonville, York. Megs taking their time. Cleveland back to pass. Throws far side. Oh, he got blown up. Kept it in for a second. And are we going to get... Timeout, Nelsonville, York. That was Alec Thompson that just flew in. Uh, I think that was the reception by Landon DeWeese, yes. I don't think he actually went anywhere, did he? He got half a yard. Oh, well, he's not getting that on the stats, so. And, yeah, NY calls a timeout. Timeout for the Buckeyes. And wow. And that's their last timeout with 1.18 to go. And Rusty Richards... I think he feels that he has the foot on the neck. He wants to keep it there. That, I, I would as well because, again, like we saw in the first five minutes, this is a Megs team that can score back-to-back. -back. You know, whenever, it, they could blow the lid off this game, and it could be 28-32 before they know it. So it, that's really what Rusty needs to do and uh, keep the pedal to the metal here. 
And if you're Megs, you've got to do everything you can to try to get in the end zone here in this next eight minute 18. They'll have a third down here. And it's third and 10 from the 38. Two wide receivers to each side. Looks like Bailey Phillips over uh, Vance down there again. Could go to him. Rolling out to his left. Throws a little bit high and incomplete. Was intended for Vance. He was double covered. Yeah, Makai was there and Landon Inman. I think they had a little bit of a zone. Like, I, I guess the football equivalent to a box and one. I'm not yeah. And pretty much what it was. They had somebody on Vance at all times, and the rest of it was a zone. I don't remember. What, what's the technical term of that? <laughs> they just had a, yeah, we called it head hunting. You had a guy you'd head hunt. you stick with him. But, uh, yeah, he was just locked on him. Wherever he goes, you go. You're over top of him at all times. Someone will help over. And uh, Makai Williams was free on that play. He uh, was just sinking back into what looked like cover, too. And he read uh, Griffin Cleland's eyes and flew after him. I don't know if Griffin was ready for that snap. As that's going to be punted and fielded on the far side of the 40-yard line. Staying on his feet and brought down at about the Meg's 49-yard line. Will be in Y. They're going to have 49 yards to get. I can only imagine. In a minute and one second. No timeouts. Remember that. No timeouts. I can only imagine they're going to try to take a shot here right off the bat. I, I bet you this is... If I'm Rusty Richards, I am putting Alec Thompson back over on Ian Metzger's side. I am calling a straight fade and uh, seeing if the sophomore can go up and make a play. You know, I don't think that NY's been in the red zone today. No, they've, been, they've ran through it, but that's about it. Yeah, I think I, I don't. they weren't in the first drive. I think they were at the 25 on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they have not been in the red zone today. They might have been at the 30. They were They were outside. When they threw the pick six, is that what you're talking about? And we're going to get timeout Megs. Yes, when they threw the pick six. Yeah, no, they were, I think they were, uh, no, he said it was a 65-yard pick six, didn't we? 85, but that's from the throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 So, yeah, no, they wouldn't have been in there. Silly. Silly thoughts. So, a few other scores. 33-0, Benton County leads Alexander. 34-6, Wellston over River Valley. Trimble's now up 40-13. Hillsboro's up on Chillicothe, 17-7 at the half. Eastern Beaver up on Scioteville East, 28-6. Harvest Preps up 26-3 over Wheelersburg. Oh, wow. Portsmouth West up on Minford, 21-7. Warren up on Point Pleasant, 12-7. The Eastern Eagles from Reedsville up 11-8 on Tucker County, West Virginia. I have no idea if that's good or not. I've never heard of Tucker County, West Virginia. I think it's solid. Jackson's up 28-14 on Washington Courthouse. Grove City Christian's up 17-0 over Miller. And Miami Trace and McLean tied at 7 at the half. Waverly up 50-7 to on Oak Hill at the half. Oh, my. And uh, your Burn Union Rockets are up 32-0 over Millersport. Williams oh, back to well. pass. It's a throwback. And we're going to get a flag for a holding. <laughs> Gavin Still Will- running. Oh Gavin Richards is going to run it in for the end zone for a touchdown that's going to be brought back. There's a flag back at the 44-yard yeah. line for very clear holding. Yeah, 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 yeah. But dear Lord, Gavin Williams is a human wrecking ball. I mean, Richard, he spun. He did a spin move. He did multiple spin moves. It, it, you, you can't run in 
above Gavin Williams' waist. I don't. I, Richards. Or sorry, Gavin. <laughs> Gavin Richards. I, I can't. Players mixed. I up. am. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to speak what I'm thinking, and I'm Grad, going too quick. Grad school is yep. scrambling your brain. Oh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> Let's keep that away from the football field, please. Um, so the holding, let's see, they're going to spot it back at the NY 46-yard line, and the time still runs off the clock. Yeah. So 48.5 seconds left now. Bringing in a few extra receivers here. Bailey Phillips is out. Bailey Phillips is out there. Gavin Richards is out wide. We're going to see something wonky over here on the short side or on the long side of the field. A little bit of a low snap. Roll out. Williams throws on the run. It's caught by Landon Inman. Inman gets lit up. That's Bailey Phillips, I believe. Yep. Oh, excuse me. Yes, Bailey it's Phillips. the six and the eight, man. I can tell you who got the tackle, though, and that was number eight, Joe Metzger. Yeah, he blew him up. And it's second and four. Clock down to 25 seconds to go. Back to pass. Williams throws far side. It's caught. <laughs> At the 21-yard line, it was a and a flag oh, late. Oh, that's going to stop the clock. It is going to stop the clock with 14.9 seconds to go. It's probably going forward. Uh, let's see who was uh, who caught that pass. Was that Inman or that Phillip? was Thompson? I, oh, Thompson. Yeah, it's Thompson. He still got it. Number yep. two. And it's going to be a face mask as well. So half the distance to the goal. It's about Again. a 22-yard reception ish. I believe he went out at the or no, excuse me. Yeah, yeah no, that, that's right. It was about yard. 22. I shouldn't second guess myself. So, with half the distance, it's going to be spotted at the 11-yard line, and again the clock stops. So NY with another chance here to put another score up. I don't know if you got away for the ready for play whistle. Are they going to start on the ready for play whistle? It should just stop. Period. So the goal should be to find Gavin Williams here. I think this Richards. is either or I don't know why I keep calling him that now. Gavin Richards. I've done that all season. Now I'm doing it. Or it's going to go Alec Thompson uh, backside fade. Oh, they rolled the snap and they were going to Alec Thompson. It looks like and false start illegal snap. Mm. So move them back five yards, which honestly might be might be better. It might be better to do for the Buckeyes to do that. And yeah, it gives them a little more room to work with. And now we're going to get a Meg's time. Nope. I, no, I think they're. I think. I think they got to reset the clock. Yeah. Twelve point eight, and let's see. See if they decide who they decide to go to here again at, at, at this rate. It's got to either be Gavin Richards or Alec Thompson, I would assume. But and Williams back to pass, throws he back corner. Did he catch it? Yes, he did. What I say, Carl? Oh my goodness! What did I say? With eight seconds to go, what a catch! Did I tell you he's a sophomore? You did. <laughs> I told you it's either going across the middle to Gavin Richards or they're going to throw that backside fade to the man who can jump out of the stadium. 
And boy, did he on that one. I don't know how he kept his feet in. That was incredible. On the back corner fade. Yep. He is one heck of an athlete. And the extra point and a flag. Extra point was missed. But we're going to get offsides. So we'll do it again. So we are currently, Megs is 30, 40, 50, 55 penalty yards. Yeah, six penalties for 55 yards. And Y is 55 and five, five penalties. So 55 and penalty yards. And Y is going to go for two now. Interesting. After the... Uh, yeah, they're going to go for two after the penalty moves it a yard and a half closer again. And that's the second time that's happened now. Last time they uh, tried to go off tackle on the right side to Gavin Richards, and they got stuffed. So, Got a hurry here. Yep, five, seconds five seconds on the play clock. They get down, and it's going to be the fake boot play. Williams trying to get to the corner, and he does. Real good play design there. The yep. two-point conversion is good. Yep. And with eight seconds to go, I think that that's going to cap. I would assume. That's going to cap a... Yeah, it was 32, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 40, 40 to 14. I might have said 41. So 40 to 14, that's going to cap a 33-point third quarter for the Buckeyes. That is... Second that, quarter, excuse that is, me. Yeah, I, I gotcha. How? <laughs> How on earth you put up 33 and a quarter? Megs did not get one defensive stop that, that, that entire quarter. No. Nope. We'll see uh, what Landon Inman decides to do off this kick here. We'll see how Megs decides to line up. I I just I don't understand the offset. Oh. They're still doing it. No, they're still offset. Yep. I'm waiting. No. No, they're still offset. No, but they've at least got somebody stretched over here. They no, they're not offset anymore. They're spread out. So the way they're lined up, they've got four on the front. The first one being at the hash on the near side. And that stretches to the numbers on the far side. And then they've got somebody on each number, pretty much. It's going to be skipping kick. It's still loose. Scooped up at about the 19-yard line. It's Dustin Vance. Vance trying to cut back. And he's going to be brought down. And that will end the first half. Megs took an early 14-0 lead. NY has scored 40 points since. Unanswered. And we sit at the half. Nelsonville, York, 40. Megs, 14. It's halftime at Farmers Bank Stadium. We will take it to tonight in high school football halftime edition, and we'll be back to look some at some of these eye-popping stats when we come back. You're listening to the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out. What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. 
They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. And hi again everyone, welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. This evening we'll talk a little officiating with Bo Rugg, who heads that up for the OHSAA. We'll chat with Bo next on the Ohio News Network. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right! Stop and Cop drive through carry-out is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me? Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carry-out. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, they are and will remain farmers at heart. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game. We're joined for a few minutes this evening by Bo Rugg, Director of Officiating and Sports Management with the OHSAA. And, Bo, we know there's been a concerted effort the last couple of years for outreach to recruit new officials. Have those efforts been effective? And I guess in what areas have you had the most success? Well, they have been effective. We've had the most success, really, on getting people interested. Uh, you know, since we went online training, we've got, oh, gosh, uh, last year we had over 4,000 apps out there. And and as far as uh, new officials, probably about 700 across all sports. Um, I think what our issue is now that our challenge and we're working through it is to get more clinic-type-based things to get them some experience before they actually go out on the field court. Um, that's that's what we're working on, and, and uh, so far, so good. We've had an uptick this year 
and we're looking to uh, continue that trend. Bo, I know many times football officials are former players who want to stay involved with the sport. Do you encourage this? I guess even planting a seed while they're still in school. Absolutely, yeah. We've got about 50-some schools that are um, teaching some um, officiating uh, classes uh, as part of curricula, and that really helps us. Uh, we like to plant the seed, you know, um, 96 point something of our athletes aren't going to play at the next level, and then you go to the next level, and that it's another 98% of those aren't going to play at the following level. So uh, we'd like to keep them involved in the game and then and, and serving others by being an official. You know, Bo, we've asked you about this in the past, but we get the question all the time. In football, are there typically crews, or do you assign individuals from game to game? Well, regular season is almost all crews. Um, 99% is crews. Uh, what we do in playoffs, uh, weeks 11 and 12, we do crews from around the state, and then uh, um, I make up 56 crews for the following weeks. Uh, obviously, we have 56 games on week 13, 28 on week 14, uh, 14 on 15, and 7 in the finals, and those crews are made up, and so those people working finals uh, that are made up from different uh, individual people will have worked um, four games together, and that's a good thing. One of the things we try to do, especially when we're making up those crews, is even though we're, we're making up from individuals, we're going to have some people that are on the same crew together and they're at the same level, so we'll keep them together. So I've probably got, I don't know, 60% of those crews that I make up have at least one other or two other people that work together all the time. So uh, we'll try to group people together if we can. Uh, we definitely keep them um, for the most part, uh, from the same uh, area of the state. You know, Bo, last thing, if people are interested in becoming an official, there are details on the OHSAA webpage, but I guess how long of a process is it to go through the class and the certification process, and are there different levels, I guess, of certification to become a referee versus, say, a line judge, back judge, et cetera? That's a great question. No, there aren't. Um, you just become an official in football, and then you you end up when you work lower level games, you probably work in a lot of different positions and uh, through a season, and that's where you really learn and and kind of get what you want. The process takes you know it's it's individual since you're taking it online, um, you can do it in a you know two day period or you can take a month. Um, you're just going to watch the modules and go through it and 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 then get through that and what happens a lot of times is people just get really interested and do it faster because they just you know it's like uh like eating candy you know you just keep eating <laughs> well it is halftime i guess you just made everybody hungry Bo rug director of officiating and sports management with the ohio high school athletic association Bo, we always appreciate your time thank you anytime skip take care <laughs> all right <laughs> and we'll be back to wrap up this week's ohio education association tonight in high school football a halftime report presented by bex hybrids next on the ohio news network Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Kobe Four, from Paulding High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I just like how it takes a whole group to do it. You can't just do it on your own. 
And when you do it, you build tight bonds with everyone on that field. Kobe loves football and his teammates, but he's also involved in Habitat for Humanity and crushing cans for cancer. But one of his favorite activities is doing service projects for FFA. We had to go around the uh, town square and take down different posts and stuff like that, and they just need touched up a little bit to make them easier to change all the different banners and everything we hang on them. And through it all, he's developed a passion for farming. It means basically everything. If you think about it, everywhere you look, agriculture somehow has their part in things. The farming, the livestock, soils. At Bex, we are in will remain farmers at heart. Life insurance is one of those subjects that makes people want to change the subject rather than admit they probably don't have enough. My name is Shauna Stump, and I am your local State Farm Insurance agent here in Athens. I can focus your attention on how the benefits of life insurance actually live on by asking people to think in terms of life without having to sell the house insurance or life without having to give up college insurance. Find out how the benefits of life insurance can live on for your family. Call me, Shauna Stump State Farm Insurance in Athens, Ohio, 740-593-6882 and put the life back in life insurance. O-N-N. Our thanks once again to Bo Rugg, Director of Officiating and Sports Management with the Ohio High School Athletic Association for joining us this evening. If you have any questions and want more information about becoming an Ohio High School official, simply visit their website at ohsaa.org. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. Since 1963, Donato's was built on three fundamentals. Creating a superior product, hiring great people, and adhering to strong principles that promote goodwill in the community. Stop by East State Street and try out their appetizing pizzas, subs, salads, desserts, and beverages with party sizes available. Donato's only uses the freshest of ingredients with no artificial colors in their food. Eat fresh. Every piece is important. Only at Donato's on East State Street in Athens. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Ohio. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105 is brought to you by Atomic Credit Union, Bank Online, or at one of our convenient branches across Southern Ohio. We are back at Farmers Bank Stadium as Nelsonville York leads 40 to 14 over Mangs, uh, scoring 40 unanswered points in uh, that second half, including 33 second quarter points, and. Uh, Really interesting game. Uh, really, it's just been an NY offensive clinic uh, in that second quarter. But before that, Megs was really not really right into this game. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It was. Uh, I mean, the stats for Megs really haven't changed much since 
10 minutes into this game, if that. But in 10 minutes in, you know, I, I was pretty convinced that Megs was going to hang around for for a while and might might run away with this. Well, not run away with it, but might end up leaving uh, leaving the stadium with a W. But the script has flipped since then, to say the least. I, and, I, yeah. yeah. Please, please go on if you want to. If you want to hear some stats, you know, you might as well just shout out who you want to hear because this is. Uh, well, let's start with Gavin <laughs> Richards. Uh, actually, not the most eye popping of the night, believe it or not. Uh, eight carries, fifty-nine yards, and a touchdown is all he has. Uh, when you consider his rushing numbers, now you go to his passing numbers. He's he's got one catch tonight, but it's for thirty-two yards and a touchdown. So, so that's looking good. Uh, so altogether, uh, he's sitting at. Uh, about 90, 92 yards, or 91 yards, excuse me. All-purpose? Yeah, all-purpose. 91 all-purpose yards and uh, two touchdowns. I'm interested. In, so, Makai Williams, I know you referenced this. Uh, he, he's had two touchdowns on his feet. Yep. 49-yard uh, touchdown run in the first quarter and a 38-yard touchdown run in the second quarter. Uh, I mean, obviously his rushing numbers are pretty good for only three rushes, one of those being a sack. Oh, I agree. Like I said, it's actually a little less than his two. He has less yards than he should because of uh, that six-yard sack. But three, still, three runs, 81 yards, two touchdowns is very impressive. What I think is even more co- impressive, I, I'm pretty sure, at least from the second quarter on, he's completed six passes in a row. He's six for nine. For 120 yards and three, uh, three touchdowns. And it's not the first time he's done that. He did the same uh-uh. thing in the, uh, the Liberty Union game. Yeah, he, he, his first three passes, interception, incomplete, incomplete. He's completed his next six. Eight yards is the shortest pass he's completed all night. After that, it's 16, then 22, then it goes 32, 36, and 62. So uh, he's got his receivers doing a little work for him, but uh, Alec Thompson tonight three receptions 79 yards and a touchdown wow great for him he's playing really really well i i will just do a quick double check on that because yes sometimes i can't read my own handwriting and now is one of those times that's a four 74 yards and a touchdown good for him either way five yards less or not uh and then uh, Landon Inman uh, has one reception for 62 yards and a touchdown and also an incomplete pass. I think that's very fun. Yes. <laughs> Would have been cooler if he completed it, but still. Let's hear it again. What a guy. I mean, you look at Meg's. I mean, I don't know if there's much you can do differently there. There's really not. You just had yet about two plays that it, the one, the first touchdown run, Williams threaded a needle. They, they struggled. They struggled against the option. That's the two touchdown runs from Makai Williams. They they covered the pitch man. They didn't cover the quarterback, and the quarterback went and burned them for his scores twice. But I, I don't know what you could do after. No, no, there there isn't a lot you could do after. Uh, I mean. The Gavin Richards touchdown, uh, that was just blown coverage. See, Gavin Richards scored this out of the backfield, mind you. It was a it was a 32-yard receiving touchdown out of the backfield. They ran one of those uh, little play-action draw plays, and uh, he faked the handoff straight up the middle and ran straight up the middle. Nobody covered him. Yeah, it, it, was, it was easy. 
easiest touchdown, uh, almost the easiest touchdown. I don't know what I'd call easier. Probably Makai Williams' run off that option because he didn't have to throw the ball. He at least still had to put it in Gavin Williams' arms, or Gavin Richards' arms. If I keep doing that, I'm going to lose my mind. But <laughs> I just I keep flipping back between the two names. We've been saying them so much. Might as well just combine them because they're, they've combined for what? Three, five, yeah, like six touchdowns altogether. Good, all, good for that. All but one touchdown. Three, three yeah. Three. Now, all but one touchdown been by either Makai Williams or Gavin Richards. Uh, the only touchdown that was not, or no, even that even that was uh, Makai Williams' uh, pass touchdown. Yeah. So every touchdown's been by one of those two. They've done they've done a whole lot. They've all played a factor. Uh, but I will keep their names separate. And Gavin Richards and I Makai mean, Williams. Makai Williams. I mean, look at it. He's had three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. That might be one of the best halves of football we may ever see a quarterback have. In, in our coverage, yeah, at least at least this year for sure. Uh, I, there's just there's not much to say. Gavin Gavin Richards scoring on blown coverage. Makai Williams has had both touchdowns pretty much untouched on the ground uh, from 38 and 49 yards out. Uh, Alec Thompson is out here baptizing people. Uh, head taps, catches over their heads. Uh, he's just jumping out of the uh, jumping off the field at this point. I mean. <laughs> they're just getting beat. There's, there's not a lot to say. I, Alec Thompson has made multiple amazing catches. And then other than the blown coverage really being the only mistake, they've been there on Makai. They've, they've got – he's shifty. And when you're getting blocked uh, by, by a really good front line, it is what it is. But, yeah, there, there isn't, isn't much to say. They're just going to have to tackle Makai and cover Gavin. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll look at some keys to the second half for both these teams. You're listening to the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Aachen College is now registering for fall semester. It's time to make moves with 50-plus programs to choose from, featuring majors in allied health and nursing, arts, business, and science, natural resources, public safety services, and workforce development. Visit hocking.edu for more information. This fall, it's time to move towards your career and education goals at Hocking College. Enroll now and email admissions at hocking.edu. We are the NFHS. That stands for the National Federation of State High School Associations. But really, what we stand for, together with the OHSAA, are the 339,000 high school sports students in Ohio. And so we stand. We stand for the runners, soccer, and basketball players. We stand for their coaches, administrators, and officials. We stand for the swimmers, football players, and wrestlers. We stand for the golfers, softball, and volleyball players. We stand as the national leader and advocate for high school athletics and all who participate in them and make them possible. Because it is our purpose to ensure that high school students get to play, perform, and compete together. To learn more about who we are and what we stand for, visit nfhs.org. Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105 is brought to you by Stop and Cop, home of the coldest beverages in Athens. So it is 40. To 14, Nelsonville York leads Megs at the half, and 
33 points in the second quarter for the Buckeyes, 40 unanswered points. What can what, what can the uh, Megs do to kind of right the ship in the second half, Mata? Well, first of all, I think the biggest thing for Megs right now is to basically turn the scoreboard off. Don't, don't look at the scoreboard. Let, let's win, as we've talked about before. Let's win this quarter. Let's win this half. And let's, uh, let's play good football. Uh, first of all, on offense, uh, I mean, let's look at, uh, real quick, before we talk about that, let's look at uh, Griffin Cleland's stats. He's 8 for 10, so he's, being, he's, he's very accurate for 50 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And on the ground, they've been pretty successful. It's just the consistency. Uh, the center needs to be able to get the ball to Griffin. Uh, multiple times tonight, we've seen snaps off his leg. Uh, snaps that either Griffin has transitioned poorly or just dropped flat out. So they've really got to be more consistent on their offensive play because in the first drive, it was run for eight yards, pass for 20 yards, run for eight yards, score. Like they, they did really well. And they just need to be more consistent on offense. Defensively for Megs, uh, they, they've got to they've shut something down. It's, they've either got to shut, shut Gavin down on the ground, make Mackay throw the ball, and, you know, maybe get maybe get a pick there, be able to start to defend that through the air. Or they've got to defend through the air and crash down on Gavin, Gavin Richards. And it, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. They need to, that's what they need to work on. And then I, if you're going to ask me about NY, they, they don't need to do anything differently at all. There's nothing NY should do any differently from what they did in the first. Don't, Makai, don't throw a pick six. And defense, don't give up one touchdown. Uh, that's, there you go. That's what they need to do. Absolutely. It is the Athens County Game of the Week, and it's a great time to remind you that coverage here on WXTQ Pure Rock 105.5 Athens is brought to you by Wendy's Fresh Never Frozen, Lockard Insurance of Wellston, helping you find the right coverage today with Ohio Mutual. Royal Grand Meg Center, call 740 Eight zero for enrollment questions today. By Stop and Comp, home of the coldest beverages in Athens. Integrated services, healthy people, strong communities. By Donato's, every piece is important. Hosier Health Systems, taking local health care to the next level. Atomic Credit Union, bank online or at any of our convenient branches across southern Ohio. Hawking College, your home for higher education. And State Farm Insurance agent, Shauna Stomp. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're just about ready for the second half to start. But before it, make sure to check out the Pure Rock 105 Facebook page as it is just about time to nominate your alignment of the week. And that's brought to you by Doug's Carry Out, the scenic spot for cold drinks and good food. You can nominate through either commenting on the Facebook post, which I'm making right now. Uh, so if you're jumping the gun and He's looking at it, where's himself. it at? He's where's still working at? on the post, everybody. <laughs> Alert the presses. You can't look yet. Give him about 30 seconds. <laughs> if, if I can think straight enough to type. Uh, but... It, it should be up there, or you can text a, or you can text it into our studio text line number. That is seven four zero 
541-7982. Your nominations for Lineman of the Week, that's again brought to you by Doug's Carryout and Grocery, the scenic spot for cold drinks and good food. Mr. Uh, Mr. Brunke has texted us a few score updates just from the rest of Ohio, not southeastern Ohio, but uh, Olentangy Orange is up on the number three team in Division One. Uh, Davidson, 10-7 in the fourth. This is as of about 10 minutes ago as well, so that game could be over. Uh, Elder was up 10-7 on St. X. Marion Local was only up 14-7 on Versailles. And now we're getting back to the action. Uh, they did the thing. They did the kick up in the air. Now Landon Inman has it. He's still running. Spin move. He's on the other side of the field. He's, he's still, still going up, down. And he's finally ran out of bounds at about the 45, 47-yard line of Megs-ish. I'm sad that I was going through scores because they did what I pointed out earlier. They kicked it on this side of the field. When I looked up, I saw it. I think it was Bailey Phillips that had it, but he stopped, turned, and threw it backwards across the field, probably 10 yards to Landon Inman, and he went around the far side of the field. So they tried uh, to reverse the field on Megs, but they uh, seemed to be ready for it for the most part. Still, Nelsonville York will start in the Megs, or on Megs' uh, side of the field in Megs' territory. And we'll see what they uh, decide to go with. It looks like Tommy Mitchell is in the backfield right now for NY. I believe, is that Tommy? Looks like it. It's it's an option. And a pitch. That's a forward pass, it looked like. And Tommy's going to pick up about two yards. Maybe three, actually, up to to the... I think that was a pass. 43. Yeah, it was a pass. It was, looked like a forward pass. It forward. Supposed to be an option, but ended up being a little bit of a pass as Mitchell got a little bit ahead as Williams kind of had to lag back a little bit. <coughs> All right. Let's see uh, what they decide to do now about second seven. It's going to be a handoff once again. No, Williams keeps it. On the far side, he got a little bit of space, cut back, he's in open space, turns on the Jets, he's gone. A 43-yard touchdown run, Makai Williams has the Jets. There's a player down uh, back near the line of scrimmage, but it's another NY touchdown just a minute in, and that that is going to trigger the running clock, actually, with 10.03 to go in the third quarter. And NY touchdown. Make that his third touchdown on the ground. Over 100 yards rushing on the ground now, well over, uh, about 124 actually now. Yeah, about 124, uh, and that's uh, probably going to make it pending the PAT here. 46, potentially 47 to 14. Carl's still over here working on the Facebook post, everybody, so if you still can't see it, do not worry. (laughs) Uh, The extra point in Landon Inman. Richard, the holder, snap down, kick is up. And it's good, and it's 47 to 14. Gavin Gavin Richards being the holder just doesn't look right at all to me. No, it's weird. Who's that? What number? Number is that he just high-fived? Number 14, who who are you? Cameron Sullivan. Yep, never mind. I was going to say, he looks like he's a good two inches, three inches taller than... Gavin Richards, and I thought Gavin Richards was like six feet tall. See, huh. Sullivan's nope. tall. Yeah, He's he tall. is. I, apparently, Gavin Richards is only 5'9", which I don't believe that, but fair enough. I mean, like, I feel like normally if you lie on those things, yeah, you, you, yeah, lie, yeah. you lie up. You lie I up. Mean, That's what I'm saying. Always, it it doesn't always, make sense to me. 
you stuff you stuff the uh, you stuff the uh, tissues and whatever in the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> uh, uh, a basketball team back in high school may or may not have done that. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, you had you had one guy who was good grief. He was on the roster as six four. He was even with me. I'm six one. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, oh, we got a straggler coming on for Megs. <laughs> uh, they do have uh, Gunnar Cleland, actually. Yeah, I believe that so was number two. Ran on. There's the kickoff. It's going to be deep. It's going to be oh, nope. No. Oh, try no. to be fielded and oh, oh it's my still goodness. loose. They, they got might it. get they it. Did it go out of bounds? Nope. I think they got it. No, did they? NY side was partying like they had it. It must have touched out i don't actually know i'm still kind of waiting to see who comes on the field megs megs got as okay ball, i was so. gonna say i thought they were conversing over this still like griffin hudson. <laughs> hudson ended up at the bottom of the pile i guess i have no understanding how that happened I, like they were waiting for it to uh roll out of bounds but once you're that deep they've already got a running start the kick uh kickoff team does i i would not play with that because at that point, why not just dive on it? And if it goes out of bounds, it goes out of bounds. Yeah. So what if you touched it? You still get the ball. I don't know. What do I know? We'll see uh, what Griffin Griffin Cleland can do here. It's two wide receivers to the near side. Now a man in motion. And Cleland back to pass. Throws it deep. Oh, no. oh my. Tipped and incomplete. And a flag get comes the PI in. Call. believe that was intended for Jake Martin. Uh, no, that's Dustin Vance. Oh, Dustin the big Vance tight on the end out there. Yes, that is. They had the uh, size mismatch they wanted because he is a good. Uh, well, he's standing next to uh, Austin Gaudier, who is five seven. So he makes uh, Justin Vance, or yeah, he makes Dustin Vance. Excuse me, and that, look like he's about six and eight. And that's and that's who the penalty, or is this against? It's offensive pass interference against Vance against Gaudier. So, Gaudier was running step for step with him, but I think that speaks more to Dustin Vance. Because Gaudier's quick. I think the penalty was declined. Yeah, I believe it was. We'll see what they can get along with here. And dropped in the backfield. Yep. Who was that? That is Caleb Layton, who is trying to uh, work his way to, would this potentially be his third lineman of the week if people vote for him? Yes. I yes, thought I, so. I think and it he, would be. He is playing like a candidate I will nominate, Carl. I'm just going to say that now. He has been all over. The, the fact that I saw a lineman out uh, make a tackle on kickoff, yeah. And the post is finally up, by the way. So... The post is finally up. As thank you so much, we're getting we're getting ah uh, uh, yes we're getting food delivery well, service water up delivery here. here. Great great hospitality here, and we've got another flag. And we do. Clock continues to run. Running clock is in. Running clock is in effect. So we're down to eight minutes in the third quarter. <sighs> nice and refreshed. Get some water. Oh yeah. Let's see what we. Uh, See what we get going here. They call the false start. Yeah, they called the false start there. So it's now going to be third and 20. 
I think we have yet to go to a game where there aren't at least 20 penalties called. Yeah. Uh, how many? I didn't think we had that many penalties in NY Tremble. Ah, uh, maybe not. But I think that they was were, the they were a good bit. Still, because I remember we were talking. Uh, a Phil Fair's team is never that undisciplined. That's a throw deep and overthrown. That was intended for Dustin Vance. Uh, coverage by Tommy Mitchell, although didn't have to do much coverage. Pass was overthrown by about five yards. Yeah. So fourth and 20, and Megs is out to punt. Now, you've had issues with that all day. <laughs> oh, you're trying no. to tuck the... Uh, you're trying to tuck the uh, it, rosters. It sits until, like, uh, a door is opened or the top door is open here. Once it gets a little breeze, it flies off. But. Well, it, it's, 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 it's air pressure, oh, man. Oh, of course. I know. I, I just I, Every time it, a door opens, it, it's slightly, it either moves a little bit and goes back or does not. The punt is away. It's a line drive punt. Oh, no. I think that might have nicked off. And having to dive back on it was Gavin Richards. I He did get back on it. Mm -hmm, He did. At the 42-yard line of Meg. So it'll be first and 10 for the Buckeyes from there. With 6.37 to go, clock stops for change of possession. Ball's covered and down at the 42-yard line. First and 10 for the Buckeyes. I am a little surprised Rusty still has most of the starters out here. I, I mean, I understand it. Normally, uh, when I played in high school and we were clocking everybody, uh, we normally got up one more touchdown. Then, uh, so you know, you didn't have one touchdown could take you out of running clock. Yeah. And and then and then you pull the starters. So that's going to be a handoff. Tommy Mitchell finding some space on the far Ooh. side and gets crunched out of bounds after pickup about four or five. Leveled there, really good. Uh, really good tackle there. And why? I mean, this is a this is a victory that, you know, a little bit concerned, but I think it once again shows a fortitude of this Buckeye team. We saw that against Newark Catholic. Didn't really have to see that much against River Valley last time we saw them week four, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly saw it again tonight. Yes, we did, and I'm waiting. I'm assuming it's just going to be a lot of run plays here. Yep, it's a pitch. And trying to find some space and picking up about two there. Again is Tommy Mitchell, and we have an injured Megs player. Looks like uh, could be a bit of a. I believe that's uh, Ian Metz- Metzger. I and think he's just cramping. He, he yeah he's he's getting stretched out like it's a cramp. Mm-hmm. So obviously hope that's all it is. Interesting spelling on Ian by E N. I've never I've nope. never seen nope. that again. I've I, never seen that before. Carl, when you pulled the sheet out back at the radio station, I thought his name was N. I I, I did, but it is not. It is Ian. The original E-N. spelling of that. It. I, they're not wrong. No. E N. Yeah. Ian. I, that's I, how I, they've got it spelled phonetically. Yeah, they do. I, it's I like better it. Better than a lot of names. I really can't mess it up, even if I say E N. Yeah. Know, it's there. Right there. Top 10 Southeast Ohio name for sure. <laughs> I love it. 5.32 to go uh, after the injury timeout. Uh, Max Brunke has dropped a, a bomb on us here in the chat. Uh, Athens has just recovered a fumble, and they are down 21-18 to 18 currently, so they are working on coming back on Logan in the 99th meeting. Could be. Could I mean, the 99th meeting might be one to remember before it goes on pause. And, I mean, if you're Logan... 
You want to make sure you win that. You don't oh, want to absolutely. have you don't want to have teams. that foul taste Both in your mouth. Teams. It's going to be a pitch. Tommy Mitchell back here. He's got the first down to the far side and going to be cut down out of bounds around the 27-yard line. Let's see if we can get a few more score updates. Uh, Vinton County's up 49-0 over Alexander. Wellston up 42-6 over River Valley. Galley Academy's come back a little bit. It's 28-20, though. Fairland oh, over boy, that's, the Blue Devils. That's a fun game to be at right now. 46-13, Trimble over Southern. Uh, Trimble has scored... Quick math here. 38 unanswered in that game. Yep. Honestly, I think this game and that game has been uh, carbon copy. Mm-hmm. It very well could have been. First. If only we were there to say. Uh, we, had, we got the same game auction, TBC Ohio or TBC mm-hmm. Hockey, pretty much. This one's a handoff and not much going there. Nope. And push back. Let's see if we can find who that is. That's uh, Tommy Mitchell again. Couldn't see him. He was surrounded by about three players. <laughs> Brady there. Colburn came out with the ball there. Wouldn't wouldn't that have been something to see? Yeah. Uh, a few more score updates. Tucker County, West Virginia, now up 16-14 over Eastern. Well, what? Yep. Oh, that. oh yeah, no, you're 16, right. 16-14. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was uh, like, yeah, it was like 11-8. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a weird, weird score. Um, Gro- Miller's coming back against Grove City Christian. 23-21 the score there. Uh, 26-7, Peyton City, West Virginia up on Belpre. As that's a handoff to the fullback. Fullback dive to Reeston Richards, I believe. Oh, no, no that Dakota isn't Cunningham. That's Dakota Cunningham. So it's a pickup of about eight, though, on that. Uh, Warren's up on Point Pleasant, still 12-7. That, that's, that's an old score. Say 12-7? 12-7. Still? What a weird yeah. football score. I don't like it. Also, and we do have a final. Uh, Waverly has really? defeated Oak Hill 56-7. They probably turned the running clock early on that one. Yeah, I'd say so. So, third and two. Clock down to 250 and counting in this third quarter. On an eye formation, it's going to be a handoff. Uh, flag is out. Thrown right in the area of holding. Yeah. But could always be a, a weird hands-to-the-face call or something. It's only a pickup of one. I believe that was Tommy Mitchell again. Oh, my goodness. I, the, the group chat has been blown up. Touchdown, Athens. Seconds to go. <laughs> We've got touchdown, Athens. Seconds to go. Then wow. Max emphasizing it. And then a check your phone and then a ring, ring. This is big business around wow. here. And we did not pay attention quick enough. Boys back home, appreciate you for that one. So, 15-yard penalty. I think they called a chop block. Uh, I believe so. So, how about that for Athens, though? That's that's great for Athens, and let's not do the jinx thing where I, there's still seconds to play. So let's let's just. I got move, wood, move I got wood veneering up here. Yeah, Hopefully that's say, actual let's, wood. Let's not, <laughs> let's not do the jinx. Next thing I'm going to see is uh, Logan ran the kickoff back or something crazy. But could you imagine, Carl? I could. I should have said it already. Ironton Jackson vibes. That would have happened. You yeah, heard it here first. I and we're going to get a delay a game <laughs> back here. Uh, it's third and seventeen. <laughs> Uh, 1.30 to go in the third quarter. Running clock into effect as Nelsonville York leads Megs 47 to 14. Uh, it's 15 penalties so far. Uh, remember when uh, they've lost all the ga- yards that they gained? This is about where the drive started. <laughs> and Makai's going to pass. And he's going to go deep. Pass. Williams throws. 
goes Inman nearly pinned it and on the back and the PI flag. PI flag, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you, was you can't pretty uh, clear. A lot of Megs players throwing their hands up at that one, but you've got to turn around. I believe that was uh, Conley Burnham there. Just never turned his head and just kind of threw his arms out, running into Inman. Oh, Makai's cramping now. Hopefully it's a cramp. Yeah. He must have. Oh, yeah, they're just. Looks maybe, like they're just they're not, yeah. stretched about like a crappy seat. I mean, he's sitting. Yeah, maybe they're sitting not. Up. Maybe they're not used. Athens is one. They just got to pick six. Excuse me? We didn't check the phone again? <laughs> it's Jover, ladies and gentlemen. That That's unbelievable. Athens recovered a fumble and went 84 yards in under a minute. Pick six. It's Jover. Athens wins. Wow. That's massive. Not not only for the Bulldogs to get the rivalry win, but also for their playoff chances. That could that could that could be a win that puts them in playoff contention. As Williams is now up and walking over to the sideline. He's kind of laboring a little bit. I mean, they were stretching him out like it was a cramp. I would imagine we've seen him done for the night. Yeah, I would assume so. Now, uh, announcing the 50-50, and I think one of the more amazing stories I've ever heard, um, I heard it from Phil Ferris. I uh, talked with him. I had a school project. I talked with him. So it's third down and seven at the 25-yard line after the penalty. I, I forgot the pass interference is not an automatic first down. And trouble on the snap. And I think getting it back was, who is, who is that? I think that was Landon Inman and the Wildcat. But, no, I remember I, I talked with Phil Ferris this week for a school project, uh, Tremble's head coach, and he was telling me a story. It was from a while ago um, about he had, he was at a game. And what ended up happening is end of the third quarter, the ref stops the game. Inman rolls, tries to find any space, and he's going to pick up about picks up about say about seven or eight. But that's going to be a turnover on downs. And also the end of the third quarter. So we'll take a break. I'll finish that story uh, to start the fourth quarter. We played four. Or we played three. It's 47 to 14. Nelsonville York leads Megs on the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105.5. Athens. What does Holzer mean to me? It's home, it's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. 
stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Learned in the commercial break, I cannot be to eat a hamburger in a minute. It's, it's first all right, ten megs. Uh, Conley Burnham, nowhere to go. Yeah, lose about a yard. And or here two. comes a flag. Name of the games we call. Here comes a flag. Uh, to, while they're having the flag, a quick finish up on that story. What ended up happening is they announced the fifty-fifty. The ref stopped the game. He won the fifty-fifty. Excuse me? Yeah, the ref stopped the game because he won 50-50. That's awesome. He went up to the press box and got his money. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we got a stoppage in play for a penalty. We don't have any idea on what the penalty is. Are we going to uh, hear potentially what the penalty is? Are they picking it up? Uh, <laughs> I guess they picked it up. I guess so they picked it up. Rep five just, yard face mask. A five-yard oh. face mask is what they called. I honestly forgot that a five-yard face mask. I, I know I mentioned this earlier. I still forgot that it, it still exists. I know it doesn't yeah. exist because it, it, it used to. I don't think it exists in college. I don't know if it ever actually has. As this is a handoff, Burnham picks up about two or three. So it's going to be second and two. So let's see. But I, I knew I knew it was in the pros for a little bit, and then they got rid of it. I thought they got rid of it in high school, too. Could have sworn. But clearly not. We've had three of them tonight. Warren just took the lead back uh, with three minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, 18-17 over Point Pleasant. Back and forth in that one. That, yeah. that sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. In a game that I uh, thought Point Pleasant would have got. And uh, we're going to have... Uh, Griffin keep it on a quarterback keeper, try to spin away, and just nowhere to go for him, swallowed up there uh, by Gaudier. Picking up about, mm, about a yard or two. Clock continues to run. Already burned through about three minutes here in the uh, fourth quarter. And for Megs, I think, I don't, I don't know what you take out of this game. I think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. You really look yeah. at it. It sucks because, uh, you know, well, obviously we want these games to be competitive like everyone else, but it did really look like it was going to be uh, in the first five or six minutes. Even into the second quarter. Of course, yeah. As that's a handoff should be enough for a first uh, down. Yeah, cl- yep. waving first them on. First down. Uh, okay, well, oh, nope, nope, okay. The official on the far side was waving with the other arm like he was pointing this way, saying fourth down, and then it's waving it on while this guy waved the other way. Yeah. Well, I, I, think, I think it's just the yeah, flip-flop. Yeah, where it. they're going, the hand motions. Some chance going on here. Yeah, I mean... It's homecoming week as that's a slant. Oh, my goodness. There, the There's flags a flag. are flying. And the pass was intended for Gunnar Cleland, and he uh, – that was a face mask. Yep, I'd least. say so. Uh, 
Maybe At pass interference. Bi, I don't know what they're going to the call pa- here. The pass was coming, and his head there, got That back. would be the sophomore in Alec Thompson there. Just jumping, trying to jump the ball too early before it got there. And they're, they're going to call that a personal foul. So 15 yards and a first down as... Megs, I think right now you're just trying to score. You're trying to end the uh, 47 unanswered points. Yep, I would say so. They're going to get 15 here, which is nice. But coming close to that 20 penalties talked about earlier. Clock down to 7.30 to go in the fourth quarter. Churning right along. Members, stay tuned for Football Friday kickoff after we're done here. We're going to break down all the games. There's a a lot of games to talk about, specifically that Athens-Logan wild one, as this is a pass, and it's incomplete intended for Gunnar Cleland. He is knocked up by Alec Thompson. If we had a – if Doug's carryout was preventing corner, presenting corner of the week, uh, my vote would be Alec Thompson, who's now cramping. Yes. Uh, score update. Galley Academy's tied the game. Oh, my. What a it's game out there in Procterville. Party in wow. Procterville. Uh, Trimble's up 53-19. Mm-hmm. Wheelersburg scored a touchdown, 32-10. Hillsborough and Chillicothe tied at 17. Eastern has retaken the lead over Tucker County, West Virginia. There we go. 22-16. Get me down to that McLean game. Uh, let's see. Portsmouth West up on Minford, 34-7. It's a good win for the Senators. Uh, let's see. Burn Union still up 32 to nothing. Colgrove up. And score stream was wrong earlier. It's actually 14 nothing. All right. They're, they're Miami Trace over McLean. And what is it? Fourth quarter, third quarter? Probably yeah. the third right now. Uh, Chilling in it. Maybe the fourth. Thompson. Score is stream doing us wrong. Jog off the field. I, I don't know why I still trust them anymore. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to just use the uh, good old SEO Preps live scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Probably more accurate anyway. Probably. See, get the clock restarted here. Waiting on it to fire up. There's the ready for play, and there's the clock going again. Two wide, or no, three wide receivers to the far side. Is that going to be a toss to Burnham? Burnham trying to find some space. Oh my goodness, Austin Gaudier. Oh, that is a Gaudier. That's Landon Inman. Holy cow. And I think he rocked him to the point where he's not. Is that. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's Burnham. Burnham that's somebody down. down on the field. Yeah. We'll take a timeout with the injury. With 6:39 to go in the fourth quarter, Nelsonville York leads Megs 47 to 14. You're listening to the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Wendy's new French toast sticks are so delicious. Some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me. Did you just say Wendy's new French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Ohio needs more officials. 
Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Bank Stadium. The Megs player still on the ground. Haven't gotten a number on that yet. Mm -mm. No. Being told it could be uh, Jesse Young, number 66. Potentially. Everyone's, we're all scanning the sidelines trying to figure out who it might be, and that is our best guess as of right now. We're still not 100% sure. Concern, yeah. Around him is is a hard hit, and obviously you, you don't want to see. You know, it, it's hard to not play the game. Yeah. But in a thirty-three point game, you no. don't want to see injuries. Like, I mean, you don't ever want to see from injuries either like this, side, but. from any side, no matter what. This is a tough one to see, and I mean, we've seen this once already this year in the uh, the Trimble NY game. Trimble BC. Trimble BC. Excuse me. You are correct. Sometimes I flip those. It looks like, is that, is he sitting up? Not, not up all the way, but it looks like, yeah. Really, really sad sight here. Something you don't want to see at all. No. And I mean, we've, we, I mean, like you said, we've already seen it once and it's tough to see it. Yeah. Overall. Sounds like. Season. Where it is, we're waiting on an ambulance now. And it's something that does concern me here and there, I, I swear there used to be an ambulance waiting outside every game. Yes. At least when uh, I was in high school, that, and we talked about it during Tremble We Trimble talked about BC. it in the Tremble one. And I, I do, I can understand that for... I know I saw a fire truck when we pulled in here. Yeah. I can understand that for because I, I know we always had that, and like I said, I, like I said that night, I thought it was a state law, mm -hmm. and albeit I, I don't think it's as far to go here uh, compared to uh, with Tremble, and I, I understand a little bit more for Tremble than what I do for I understand a little bit more for Tremble because like you know there's a limited amount of ambulances in Athens County, of course, um, but. Obviously, a lot of concern for both sides, both coaches out there. A hundred percent. It's uh, like you said, this this isn't ever anything anyone wants to see, and I I believe they've got his his neck held up right now. Is that what they're? I I believe the main so, point yes. of concern is right now. We're going to take another time yeah. out uh, as uh, we continue to uh, pray for the uh, Megs player down on the ground at the moment. We'll oh, take a they've quick, got EMS coming now, too. We've got a quick 30-second break uh, during this injury timeout. 
Integrated Services has joined with partners throughout Appalachian, Ohio to help build healthy homes and strong communities for nearly 20 years. Now we're teaming up with Live Healthy Appalachia to bring you this message about some easy ways to live healthy. Drinking more water is an easy way to improve your health. The next time you're thirsty, reach for a glass of water instead of a sugary drink. It's quick, easy, inexpensive, and good for you. Integrated Services and Live Healthy Appalachia. Farmers Bank Stadium and uh, still the injured Marauder down. They've got the backboard out there now. Um, obviously still a lot of concern. Uh, I mean, you never want to see these head and neck injuries. And, and again, it, you have the running clock rule for a reason, and you know it, it's something that has been around almost. I feel almost about ten years now. I think it's been around for quite a few years. But it, the biggest thing is you, you got to figure out how to handle you know these injuries. Obviously, these injuries can happen at any time, but you really don't want these injuries to happen in a game that's already been decided. No, you don't. And it's just, it's it's a lot at once, and obviously not having much clue of what's wrong with him from up here or, you know, what next steps look like for him. It's it's tough. It's a, it's a really tough thing to see in a, in a game that has been decided for about a quarter now. And um, it's it's really scary when you have, mm-hmm. I mean, especially really anybody, but especially when you have a teammate who has an injury or a medical event at a at a game or after a game. It's it's scary. Yeah, it's tough. Um, and yeah, it's it's a hard one to really process and do anything about and you know you your your head's going a million miles an hour during the game and then it, it's paused like that it's paused like this and you continue still going about a million miles an hour mm-hmm. and it, it it's it's really hard to be able to focus on the game again after this and obviously we saw this uh, at tremble um and obviously, it's all right for. Uh, I believe that was Will Sharp. Right? It was Will Sharp. And yeah. he, I, I talked, uh, I talked with Phil Ferris uh, earlier this week, and he's doing all right. Does have a, a back injury, but he's not going to play for the rest of the season. But all things considered, he's all right. And, yeah, and that's, of course. That's really what the important thing is, uh, as. They've got the the ambulance is here. I think there's a hospital right across the street, or really near to here. I'm I'm fairly certain there is. Yeah. Um. So they're tending to him now. While they do that, 
Uh, we're going to toss it back to the studio. Uh, Ethan and Max, if you're there, let's run through some scores uh, while we have this injury delay. Appreciate it, Carl. Back in the Hoser Health studio, Ethan Sargent, Max Brunke. Hopefully all parties over at Meg's High School are all right in the end as they deal with that injury timeout. Um, well, we missed one heck of a second half in Logan versus Athens. In case you missed it, I guess we'll bring the audience that maybe was listening to this game and didn't catch the rest of that game up to speed. Logan with the ball and the lead with under two minutes on the clock. Logan's running back fumbles the ball, but... Athens gets the ball on their own 16-yard line. No matter for Braden Young and Leo Martin. 84-yard drive to take the lead. And then four plays later, as Logan had moved the ball into Athens' territory, Athens pick six. 30-21, Athens wins their 40th game in the rivalry against Logan, and they will take the bragging rights home for at least the next four years, Max. How about that wow. for the Bulldogs? And I, I'm working on getting, uh, for Football Friday night, I'm working on getting the recording of that, of the call that Cedric and Matt had for both the touchdown and for the interception because they were both, I mean, obviously Cedric's very good at what he does, um, and, and we're going to try and get those ready for you. But let's take you through, uh, first off, let's just take you through our finals right now. Over on WCJO, this is final. Waverly takes down Oak Hill 56-7, to so the Tigers bounce back very nicely after last week's loss to Portsmouth West. Speaking of Portsmouth West, they take down Minford 34-7. to Miami Trace continues to move against McLean 29-20. to Meadowbrook falls to John Glenn 45 to 6. Marion Local defeats Versailles 14 to 13. That's a classic up in the uh, northeast region of the state. And then London takes down Bell Fountain 36 to 6. We're going to send There's you. One more that we just got. 56 to 0 is the final uh, on, over on WYRO between Vinton County and Alexander. Vinton County won that one. All right, we're going to send you back over to Carl and Jacob for the conclusion of Nelsonville, York, and Megs. Take it away, guys. Yeah, back in at Farmers Bank Stadium. Uh, still didn't get confirmation on who the Megs player down was, but uh, they pretty much just taped him to the body board, didn't even take yeah. the helmet off, and no. that's not really a good sign. Yeah. I'm Again, I'm not seeing him down here on the sideline now and with as emotional as Brady Colburn is, I'm I'm pretty certain that was Jesse Young for sure. Uh, is uh, Jesse Young a senior? Uh, other senior defensive interior lineman, Brady Colburn, very emotional down on the side of the field right now. So, so it kind of goes to show you the culture of these kids. It's, yeah, it, it really is more like a family to them. It really is, and and I can speak to. Uh, a little bit of the kind of feeling that I'm sure the Megs players are feeling right now is yeah. uh, back when I was playing high school football up at uh, Northwest Ohio in Edgerton, uh, after after a game, uh, one of my teammates, actually the guy who had the locker next to me, uh, he had a he had a little bit of a medical epi, you know, kind of fainted, yeah, and you know, 
obviously after a football game, you get really worried about that and turned up he didn't have any water or anything, didn't drink any water or anything. But, you know, we, we didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's scary because you have, you have one of your brothers in arms and, you know, he's there and the next moment he's, he's down on the ground fainting. So it, 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 it really takes a toll on the players. As there's still six minutes left as they're going to continue to play. And Cleveland rolling out, throws on the run, and it's caught. Good ball. Dustin Vance caught it on the run. And it's going to be a pickup of about three before he goes out of bounds at the NY 47-yard line. It's going to be fourth and five. Probably four down territory here if you're Megs. Why not go for this here? Yep. See what they can do. They'll get out to the huddle. Two wide receivers each side. Cleland back to pass. Throws over the middle. Tipped and incomplete. Gavin Richards with a pass breakup uh, intended for Dustin Vance. The clock will stop with 5.37 to go in the fourth quarter. And NY will take over on downs at the their own 47-yard line. Clock stops with a change of possession here, and we will uh, see, I believe, Carson Sullivan. Yeah, Carson Sullivan's out there, the freshman, the big freshman, 6'2", 195. We'll be uh, under center for the Buckeyes here. Yeah. I formation. And it's a handoff to the fullback, and nothing there. No. Uh, let's see. Somebody was in there. 70, I believe. That was uh, Bo Schuler. Yep. On the uh, one that came in for uh, yeah. Jesse Young there, actually. A few other uh, coming in now. You got uh, Quentin Smith. He's in there, number 52. Oh. That's second and 10. I believe Noah Logie just entered the game as well. Yep. 88 coming on the field for Nelsonville, York. High formation. Yeah, it's going to be a pitch play. Cut back. Gets a block. Fi- oh, another block. Good clock by Car- uh, Sullivan, the quarterback. And... Out of bounds at about the 36-yard line. Yep. Good run there by Walker Stone. Walker Stone is shown promise when he's uh, they've, he's been in a couple times in some of these. He certainly uh, has larger lead situations and kind of needs to bulk up a little bit though. Five nine, one sixty. Yeah, oh, yeah, small to be a running back. But you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, the kids, he's 15 probably. Give him a little time to grow in. You never know when you're going to hit those growth spurts either. Still, very good chance for that. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's not bad size for a freshman. But then, of course, you've got Carson Sullivan, who's 6'2", 195, a couple yards in front of him. Oh. Big hit there. Yeah, that was number uh, 26. That was uh, Cooper Jude, a sophomore, who is apparently a linebacker, but I, I, he got in there quicker than the down lineman did, so. 
Got a final uh, from <coughs> Tremble. Tremble wins 59-19 over Southern. That is final. So, pretty good win. We'll see Tremble next week as they travel to Belpre. We'll actually see them the next two weeks. So, we'll travel to Belpre next week. And then the week after, uh, we'll have what could end up being the TBC Hawking title game between Tremble and Eastern. Of course. Uh, a little bit of a be... busted play there. I think, yeah. Uh, Carson fumbled that snap a little bit in his hands, trying to wrap around for the handoff. But yeah, the handoff went to Caden hey, uh, McWilliams. Yeah. So it's going to be third and 15, down to two and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. Thirty to twenty-one, Athens final. How about that for the Bulldogs? And I'm sure that's going to be one that uh, people will remember. Oh, of course. Especially for the next four years while it's on pause, at least. And this is a pitch. And finding forward, not much. Holgan Hodgson, the, uh, the freshman, gets the carry. Bloom Carroll pulled out. A win today, 42-3 to over Fairfield Union. But what is uh, pretty interesting is uh, the 5-1 Bulldogs are set to play unbeaten Logan Elm next week. That's that's going to be a game. That's a that's game that's going to be on our list next course, week. I'm going to yeah. tell you that much. Uh, fourth and 13. It's down to about a minute 30 left in this one. Uh, Nelsonville, York leads Megs 47-14. Reserves are in for both sides. they got to hurry up, though. Uh, down to four seconds. Three seconds on the play clock, two seconds on the play clock, and... Take that delay game, it looks like. Or do they call timeout? No, they took the delay yeah, game. Basically going to keep on churning. Uh, Max has got to be a happy man because uh, Olin Tangi Orge outlasted Hilliard Davidson. 17-14. Wow. I don't know if, if you're listening, Max. I don't know if you saw that score. I saw you're looking at your tweet. If uh, anyone can tell you if you'll be happy or sad for the next seven days. <laughs> but, uh, went and looked. Yep, 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 yep. Max is a happy man. Look at uh, them go. I, I, I don't think I can say the same yeah, for my I alma mater tonight. As handoff, trying to find any space. Not much there. It's going to be a pickup of about three, but still a turnover on downs with 36 seconds. It might have been the last snap of the game. We'll see Probably if Megs does run one play. Pretty close to it. Um, I'm going to have something interesting. I've got something very interesting for you, Carl. Did you see the John Glenn Meadowbrook final? I know John Glenn was up big early. Yeah, is that surprising to you at all? Not not super. Is it surprising to you that they beat Meadowbrook 45-6? to six? It is to me because when I picked the Little Muskies last week, I, I, expected I figured they'd play Sheridan closer than what they did, at least put up points. So, you know, this I, I, week not, I thought, oh, maybe Meadow, Meadowbrook will get them, and then they do this. No, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, I think you got a little bit of Good game out of the Little Muskies, it. yeah. And Just a little surprise. Stoppage of play. Uh, all right. So uh, Eastern and uh, Tucker, uh, West Virginia, 
are in overtime. Ooh. As well as Chillicothe Hillsboro. Ooh. So uh, lots of overtime here. Sounds like we're going to have a lot to talk about on Football Friday kickoff. Or Football Friday night. You got me to do that now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this one is over here, though, as Nelsonville, York defeats Megs 47-14. to We'll give you some final stats when we come back as you're listening to Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right. Stop and Cop drive through carry out is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me. Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carry out 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. Time out. Remember, we're a team that plays together. Listen, the winning will take care of itself. We just have to get everyone involved. In interscholastic sports, we celebrate what makes every one of us unique. And in the pursuit of a common goal, everyone in the huddle, in the bleachers, and in the community comes together. This message presented by the OHSAA and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105 is brought to you by Wendy's Fresh, Never Frozen. We're back at Farmers Bank Stadium as Megs take or Megs falls to Nelsonville, York, 47 to 14. The final. Uh, any stats that stand out to you? Obviously. Probably not much has changed from the first half, really only one one or two drives. Makai Williams, uh, he got a big boost. Uh, so he ended up uh, going uh, 7 for 10 for 123 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. On the ground, uh, four carries, 124 yards, and three touchdowns. So I I would I would say Makai, Makai Williams, the player of the game, 1,000%. You can't. Can't convince me. Gavin Williams stats didn't change, or Gavin Richards, I, I hate myself, stats didn't uh, change at all. Uh, sorry to Gavin Richards and his family for calling you Gavin Williams all night. Saying a lot of names at a lot of times. So, uh, you know, the young guys look good running back wise when they got in. Walker Stone, again, showing a lot of promise. Good for him. Shout that out at the end. Defensively, uh, Austin Gaudier, what a game. I feel like we were saying his name all night. Uh, so, really good out of him. Receiver stats really didn't change at all. Uh, in the second half. So, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, probably the most impressive stat of the night. And uh, the players I at least saw played well. Everybody, I, everybody played well on the, on the Nelson New York side. So, good for them. Good win. Absolutely. That will wrap up our coverage here for the moment. As Nelsonville York defeats Megs 47-14. Actually, we'll go through the scoring real quickly. Yeah, go, go Megs ahead, got go on the board first, 8-19 to go in the first quarter. A 16-yard touchdown reception, Dustin Vance from Griffin Cleland. The two-point conversion was no good. It was 6-0 Megs. Then 5-21 to go in the first quarter. An 85-yard interception return for a touchdown by Conley Burnham. The two-point conversion was good. It was 14-0 Megs. Then 4.22 to go in the first quarter. A 49-yard touchdown run by Makai Williams put the Buckeyes on the board. The extra point was good. And Nelsonville York trailed Megs 14-7 at the end of the first quarter. Then in the second quarter, with 7.02 to go in the second quarter, a 25-yard touchdown run by Gavin Richards. I believe that was on a fourth down. Yes, correct. So uh, the extra point was no good, but it was a 14-13 
Nelsonville, York, trailing over Meigs. Meigs still led until 5.16 to go in the second quarter. On a 38-yard touchdown run by Makai Williams. Put NY up. The, extra, the two-point conversion was no good. That made it 19-14. Then 2.19 to go in the second quarter. A 62-yard touchdown reception landed Inman from Akai Williams. The two-point conversion was no good. And then just, I might have this wrong, seven seconds later, honestly, yeah, probably was only seven seconds later. A 32-yard touchdown reception, Gavin Richards from Makai Williams. The extra point was good, and they weren't even done yet. With eight seconds to go in the second quarter, a 16-yard touchdown reception, Alec Thompson made a great catch in the corner of the end zone. The two-point conversion, no, that was an extra, yeah, no, the two-point conversion was good. And at the half, Nelsonville, York led Megs 40 to 14. That was 33 points in that second uh, quarter for the Buckeyes. Then uh, the icing on the cake with 10.03 th- uh, to go in the third quarter. A 45-yard touchdown rush by Makai Williams. That'll wrap up coverage for the moment. We'll toss you to football Friday night with Ethan Sargent and Max Brunke. This has been the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. This has been the Athens County Game of the Week on Pure Rock 105. High School Football on the Radio was brought to you by Stop and Cop, Wendy's, Integrated Services, Donato's, Hocking College, Lockard Insurance of Wellston, Holzer Health Systems, Atomic Credit Union, Rio Grande, Meg Center, and State Farm Insurance Agent 